The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You know, for the video watchers, we have a new Vince McMahon render that we have to put onto that <laughs> intro. <laughs> Welcome, folks. We're in the weeds. It's Friday. It's June the 16th. I'm Agile Pearl. And look who's back. Welcome back, Jeremy Lambert. It's good to see you. How you doing, buddy? Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm as well as I can be, Joel Pearl. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Very happy to be back and uh, talking wrestling and, and doing this show, not to really like see you or anything, but to, you know, talk to, talk to the, the, in the weeds universe. Right. Uh, very happy about that. So yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be here. And yeah, I, I, I've said it on other platforms. I'll say it again, but uh, I appreciate everybody that that's reached out over the last Jesus, uh, week, week and a half now is last Tuesday. Um, yeah, week and a half now. I, I appreciate everybody that that's reached out and, and said kind things and sent condolences and everything. Uh, it's been tough, but you know, we got to move on as, as, as best we can and try to get, get some sense of, uh, some normalcy to, to everything. So that's what I'm here for here to talk about wrestling and stuff that hasn't happened yet, but we're going to pretend like it has happened and we know all about it. Yeah, we're going to have to do a lot of pretending today. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think there's plenty, plenty of meat on the bones. It's good to see you chat while you're here. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead, leave a thumbs up here on this video. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Hit that bell, get your notifications every time we go online or drop a video. You should know about it. So why not hit that right now? Get into it. And if you want to support us financially, go ahead, drop us a super chat, any amount of question or statement read on the air as we do, because we are self-sufunded, as I used to say, self-sufficient and self-sufunded. So uh, that is us. There is, like we said, lots to talk about. We are going to talk about the CM Punk ESPN interview that has not dropped yet, but we probably will talk about some of the notes that have come out through FIFA Select and some of the conversations for a lack of better term that have that have come from that uh there's there's some news that came this morning wwe payback is coming we're going to talk about that in a few minutes uh and also at 10 15 so if you're watching us live in about 10 minutes uh iridian fiero is going to be joining us and she is one of the new co-hosts on the aw collision post show on fightful uh jeremy and i looked at each other and we're just like okay crested to the spotlight and ricky chino did coexisting after dark uh we should probably have iridian have her say on one of fightful properties so what are we going to do we said hey come join us in the weeds and she's like absolutely so we're excited to welcome her and uh get a little bit about her a quick little hey how are you tell us about yourself at 10 15 a.m eastern we'll talk about dynamite we'll talk about forbidden door we're going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about in the chat because you know this is this is kind of your show too we're just here talking about the wrestling uh but i mean since we have a few minutes wwe payback oh okay Jeremy, yeah, I, I have I have a, a big surprise for you. This the show is going to run a little bit longer 
today, folks. Usually we try to get out of here at 12. I saw you guys went long. Uh, Darius Carter, he was on the show. Uh, what was that, Wednesday? He was on Wednesday's show. Yes. And, yeah, that was a long and exhausting travel day on Wednesday. Um, but I saw Darius Carter, and I listened to that interview, and I know you guys went long with him. That was great, by the way. We have an article dropping uh, at noon today from the Darius Carter interview, and then I think the, the, the cut interview is already up on Fight Flover Book. But that was a great interview. I know you guys went long on that. We're going to go long today because I have a, a special guest for you, Joel Pearl. You actually know who it is, but you do not know why he's going to be on this show. And you know, everybody in the chat, you don't know who it is, and you also don't know why he's going to be on this show. But stick around until 12 o'clock, past 12 o'clock, we're going to have a special guest. I was half expecting you to do the, uh, the you, you, you don't know why he's here. You, you know who he is, but you don't know why he's here. I, well, that was what I was going for. I just didn't do like the, the accent. Or the line. <laughs> I kind of, I said, you know who he is, but you don't know why he's here. That, he said you don't know why he's coming. Line. You said you don't know why he's coming. I definitely said he's here. Run the, run the tape back. Someone uh, rewind someone this. Backwards. Someone rewind this. Pro Wrestling Podcast drops us a super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. It's good to see you. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Yeah, happy belated birthday, man. Everyone's birthdays are are in that May-June corridor. It's kind of exciting. It's nice. Uh, And and yeah, by the way, the Darius Carter interview, that I can't say enough positive things about it. I can't say enough things about Darius Carter because he not only gave us so much more time than I thought he would, but he also really went in depth with his answers and had, had a lot to say. So uh, go check out that interview. Like Jeremy said, it, it, the cut version is up on Fightful Over Books. Go ahead, share that, watch that. There's uh, good stuff, man. I did not, when I looked at the time and I was like, we did 40 minutes with him? Like it flew by. So looking forward to that. I really hope that his match with Carlito happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it... It will at this point. Carlito's pulling out of uh, some indie dates. He's still advertised for AIW um, tomorrow night. So yeah. I, I don't think he's wrestling on that show. I think it's just like a meet and greet appearance thing. Yeah, th- that's what uh, I think that's what Sean had mentioned, or at least that's what we reported. It was that it was an appearance, not a wrestling match. But he's supposed to have a match. I think he said it was a, a Darius said it was a three way at uh was it Warriors Wrestling? I think not Warriors. Yeah, Warriors Wrestling. Uh I I, I don't know. I don't know if that match is still going to go on as planned, but he certainly had plenty of uh, expectations. He wants, he, like, he wants to pin Carlito. He he wants to beat Carlito, and now he might have to set up that match in WWE when he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> might just be the play. <laughs> I hope he gets to WWE. Listen to that interview. I mean, I know Darius Carter. I've I've seen his work and everything. Super charismatic, like super, uh, really, j- just. Really knows how to sell himself. Really commanding presence and everything too. Um, that's a guy that, that that I'm rooting for. So good. Best of best of luck to to Darius Carter. With you know, he should like he he talked about the NWA uh, on the the show and how I love these like yeah, this open challenge thing feels like kind of just inauthentic. Like dude, I looked at this because when I was writing this article, Tyrus is apparently doing this open challenge. He's held this title since November. He's only made four successful title defenses. He's only defended the title four times since November. And he's allegedly doing open challenges. What? Huh? That doesn't make any sense. He's too busy getting ready for the Crockett Cup, which he also did not win. So 
that's as much NWA time as I want to spend on this. Unless we're talking about Carter beating Tyrus' ass. For yeah, the, so that, that's, yeah, that's where I was going. It's like, they could do worse things, and they're doing worse things, than, than putting the title on Darius Carter. So they should, they should do that. They should get on that. Guy in the chat saying that he's on the Roman Reigns level. <laughs> well, I mean, Roman's got it figured out. Roman's at least, like, making a bunch of money. I thought you were going to say in shape. I'm sorry. We don't, we don't fat jam here. I mean, listen, there people come in all shapes and sizes, but like, if you're going to be a bigger dude in wrestling, at least make sure you can go. That's all I can say. Like, at least make sure your gas tank at is least, full. at least make sure you ain't gassing out, walking to the ring. What are we doing here? Anyway, Cody Wills with the super chat saying, glad to see you back, Jeremy. See you at payback at P at PGH. That is, uh, what is that? Oh my God! It's P- isn't it P- Pittsburgh, but it's uh, PPG Paints Arena. That's yeah, the, name of the yeah. arena. So, so yeah, let's get on that for a real quick second. Uh, Saturday, September second, Labor Day weekend just became more laborious for us in wrestling media, as we expect all that to happen the day after, I guess, on on Sunday, the third of September, uh, and then all in is the weekend before that. So. Jeremy, how do you feel about WWE Payback? How do you feel about Nick Khan going forward with his mandate that if there's a, a Memorial Day weekend or a Labor Day weekend or a long weekend, we are going to run it? How do you feel about this? Ha- this happened last year, didn't they? Do they did Clash at the Castle uh, the day before was it the same All weekend? Out? Yeah, because Tony Tony was mad about that after Punk did his tirade, and he's like, "I'm not going to take this shit anymore." Remember that line? That yeah, ruled. I don't need to take yeah. this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the audio messed up was so good. Remember, I'm okay. not going to fucking sit back and take it, is what I think he said. So I, I think the reason why I don't think about it is because Clash of the Castle was an afternoon show. So we were just like, yeah. oh, Saturday afternoon wrestling. This is fantastic. And now we're going back to, we're stateside. It's on the East Coast. So it's going to be a regular Saturday but, night show. But they did NXT, I swear, that they Saturday did. night, too. They, so. No, they did Saturday afternoon for NXT that No, year. Sunday afternoon. Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon, yeah, yeah. They did yeah. Saturday. So, yeah, okay. and then they were stateside as well, NXT. Yeah. So NXT was, was on the Sunday afternoon. But people were like, it was, at that point, it was choose your own adventure, right? right? Some people were covering it. Some people were watching it. But for the most part, it was just kind of there. And that's all that mattered. Uh, yeah, it ended up being a pretty... A pretty busy weekend, and we're about to get into it once again because uh, Payback is going to be on Saturday the 2nd, and then All Out is going to run on the 3rd. And who knows if NXT will run another show? I mean, that'll be fun if they do, right? (laughs) If we get NXT back on... uh, If we get NXT running and all three shows run on on Labor Day weekend, yes, I'm vamping, then I think it'll be a very uh, very busy weekend, but a very fun one. It'll it'll definitely be a busy weekend. I'm actually going to go to... uh... As far as I know, like it's in Pittsburgh. It's not too far of a drive for me. Uh, when, when Cody mentioned, like, I'll see you there. I plan on being there. I've already messaged Sean. I was like, look, if WWE's doing media stuff, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll happily cover that stuff as well because, you know, that's, that's fun. Joel, you did that. You did a great job at Elimination Chamber. Um, so I, I look forward to, to potentially doing that if they're doing that for a payback. If not, I will be there uh, just – as a fan, I'll enjoy it as a fan. Get get the wife to go as well. I assume she can go. I'll, I'll bring her as my plus one in media. Can is that allowed? Can so 
So uh, I'll, I'll elaborate, by the way. I'm going to be doing Forbidden Door Media and Collision as well uh, next week. And Kate's going to be with me. Uh, so she's coming in for this. And so we're going to tag team a bunch of, of the, the media stuff on the FIFL side. Uh, when it comes to WWE, I will, I will say this immediately. WWE is a lot more uh, chill about how many people you're bringing or at least like what your setup is because when we did the eliminations chamber stuff you fill out the google doc for media accreditation and they ask you like is there anything else and i had to reply like yes my producer slash cameraman tim will be with me and they were like cool no problem like they then they emailed me the the acceptance they're like uh how many tickets do you need and i was like i i need two and they're like no problem everything's cool go ahead uh aw they were like however many people you have you have to fill out a separate form and everything else is like automated. Like, and this isn't a knock on AEW. It's just, they, they operate differently and they're still also trying to figure out, you know, who, who's doing what backstage because like Aubrey Edwards said this past week on, on unrestricted, they're a very lean company and people wear many hats. So I think that they're still kind of trying to figure out who's handling maybe some of the more front facing uh, media conversations. And so as a result, I was like, I don't know if I can bring Tim without having Tim fill in another form. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm looking forward to it regardless. And I know you're looking forward to payback. We'll continue the conversation in a minute because I just looked at the time and I just looked at who popped in and uh, I did promise 1015 and I did promise promptness, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Folks, she is one of the rest friends. She is also going to be part of the new AEW Collision post show here on Fightful.com. Every Saturday night, it'll be herself. We're going to introduce her in a second. Cresta Star and Rick Uccino. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Iridian Fiero. How are you doing, Iridian? Hey, I'm doing so well. How are you guys? Doing great. It's good to see you. Doing it's good well. To good to chat you. with you, Iridian. I am so excited to talk to you guys. You can like even before I got on, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting a little nervous." I don't know why. Oh, don't don't be nervous. This show is the <laughs> dumbest show we do on any of these channels, so it, it'll be fine. There's nothing to be nervous about for this. Yeah, I mean, listen, you've already got the the room set up that like beats everyone else's, so you don't have to worry about anyone's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and giving you guys your props, like you guys are amazing. So. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Stop it. Stop it. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> let's let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this post show. This is it's going to be a three person post show. I know Sean's going to show up once in a while and, and give his takes when I, I'm sure he'll show up on Saturday this this week to talk about literally everything. But um, talk to me about how you got here. Uh, we're excited. It's going to be that three person booth and you're going to be a part of it. So how did you get to this point? Yeah, you know what? It's a little bit crazy because it was like about, you know, I think Sean tweeted that he was looking for people to kind of be hosts of the post show. And I'm like, you know what? Let me throw my name in there, you know? So I, you know, liked the tweet and I I added a little comment. I said something like, hey, you know, I'm interested. And I had been on the day after Dynamite show with Will Washington And I think the show went pretty well. You know, Will was pretty cool. And he also thought that I did really well. So um, weeks have, you know, weeks passed. I had no idea that I was even in the running or being considered to be part of the show. So 
Um, I was in the process of finishing up my second year of my master's program. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have finals. Um, and I suddenly get this uh, message from Will. And he's like, hey, you know, just FYI, I threw your name in there with Sean for the post show. And I'm like, oh, OK, thank you so much. Like, yeah, let me send Sean a DM because I was interested uh, really quick. And. Uh, Sean was like, hey, so funny story. You were actually on the short list for a couple of people that I had in mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, wonderful. And the day before my last class, Sean was like, hey, double check in. Are you still interested? Like, do you want to, you know, host? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes, of course. I love AEW. So I, I think I could talk enough about wrestling, you know, that I, <laughs> that I can go on, on the show and be a host afterwards. And, the next morning, I started receiving DMs of congratulations. I had no idea why. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, congratulations for what? What did you guys like? I guess graduation, right? Like, I, I figured, like, sure, why not? And um, it's actually Robert, Robert DeFelis, who's also on Fightful. He's like, yeah, you know, Sean tweeted it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Sean tweeted it. Sean tweeted what? I had no idea. I was still in the weeds. I had no idea what was happening. And I go on Twitter and sure enough, Sean had announced it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't get the notification because I had my Twitter notifications off. You know, sometimes Twitter gets a little crazy. So I'm like, you know, I need a pause from this. And that made me miss the notification. So I was like really shook. I had no idea what was happening. And it was just crazy. But I'm very, very excited. I you know, spoke to Will afterwards. And I'm like, hey, thanks so much for even mentioning me. You didn't have to do that. You didn't, you know, he didn't have to go out of his way to say anything like that or any of that sort. So I am really excited now to be able to be a part of this post show. And I actually chatted with Cresta and Rick last week and we had a great time. So I can only imagine what this show is going to be like. Knowing the three of you, it's going to be very fun and it's going to be very like it's gonna i mean this in the best way very weird because yeah. <laughs> the three of you approach wrestling very differently i do i do the impact post show with cresta and we take nothing seriously but we also speak about the show seriously so like i'm really looking forward to seeing how the three of you mesh and interact and get through this collision show it's definitely going to be interesting because i could tell as soon as i joined the chat that we were all so very different, but we loved wrestling just the same. So I knew that I'm like, we're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. I was going to ask if you did, you know, have a chance to chat with Cresta and Rick and kind of like game plan of, I, I assume Rick might be like leading the recap portion of things. And then he throws it to you guys for color commentary. I'll say, so did you kind of come up with a little kind of base game plan to, for the first episode? And then as, as everything is in wrestling, it changes, you adapt, you figure out what kind of works and you go from there. Yeah, we, we did. And Rick said exactly that. He's like, yeah, you know, I'll kind of set you guys up and then you guys will take over. And I'm like, but you're also a huge part of the show. We're all one third here. So the fact that he's just, he said that he's going to constantly put me and Cresta over. So <laughs> that's kind of, I guess, what the show will be. But I think the energy that we all have is literally insane because, you know, Cresta, she brought out her little mustache, put it on, and I was like, <laughs> we're here. We are here, and we're going to talk about wrestling. She she does that almost every week. Last night, she busted out the uh, the the 
nor I, I don't want to say normal Cresta, but like the everyday Cresta. And like everyone was like, Oh my god, you're so beautiful. And like she was she was all done up. She's like, Yeah, I'm going to see my mom after the show. <laughs> I was watching last night and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a new look. I hadn't seen this yet. So I don't know. I might have to bring out a few looks too. Who knows? <laughs> that's what wrestling is though. Like that's where we're at. Speaking of it, like, how did you get into wrestling? Like, what is your what was your path? Like, what brought you in? Oh my God. I have loved wrestling since I was a little kid. I think I was like about seven or eight years old, probably. And I don't remember the specific match that I was watching, but there was chairs involved and it was WWE. And I'm like, Oh my God, people are fighting and there's weapons. This is literally insane, but I couldn't stop watching it. And I'm like, okay, I figured out that this was like weekly programming, really cool. So from then on, I was really obsessed with it i don't know what it was um but i might i would watch with my dad my dad's also a huge wrestling fan so it's something that we got to bond over together and i tried to stop watching wrestling when i got to college because i'm like all right this is enough this has been plenty years this is not cool anymore you know people who watches wrestling anymore and i couldn't get away from it i um wwe was having a house show in like a gym in indiana and i'm from chicago so i was like indiana's not that far like let's go see i had never been to a wrestling show before and I think like Seth Rollins was on the card and, you know, they had so many great people and I'm like, I don't believe why I stopped watching this. So I have to continue to start, you know, to start watching. And I think one of the first WrestleManias that I saw coming back was when Seth actually cashed in and that was insane. I'm like, there is so much love that I have for wrestling that I was just so excited. And yeah, I've been watching for plus 10 years 12 years 20 years probably i'm 27 now so if i was seven when i started 20 years definitely but i absolutely love wrestling and i think the obsession continues to grow every year i can't help it i just purchased my first um aw action figure which i didn't know i was going to start owning action figures but i guess this is me now okay what figure did you get I got the Yuta. I had to pre-order him. He's like all bloody, which I was not a fan of blood. Still, I'm a little wary when it happens, but I'm like, oh my God, it's just so cool. I have to get it. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're an AEW fan. What is it that you like about AEW? And kind of to, to piggyback in two part off of this, what are you expecting from Collision? Because it is a pretty big dynamic shift in AEW, adding this second show and the reasons they're adding this second show. You know, I think AEW as a company has really made me a bigger wrestling fan. Uh, like I said before, you know, all my wrestling knowledge was pretty much WWE. So when AEW came along, that's when I started, you know, looking at the indies, looking at New Japan, looking at Impact, because I'm like, oh, wow, you know, these wrestlers have been in so many other places. And when AEW came along, I was just obsessed. I'm like, oh my God, the Young Bucks. I remember the first time I saw the Young Bucks, I'm like, how crazy would it be if they went against the Hardys, not knowing this complete history that, you know, they've had in the past. And I have just been so captivated by what they've been doing in AEW. You know, it's introduced me to so many new talents. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time now, Britt Baker. I think she is phenomenal, fantastic. And I am just super excited because now Collision, you know, I can't get enough of Dynamite, can't get enough of Rampage. Every pay-per-view that they have, I'm watching it. So Collision is just 
crazy. You know, CM Punk's returning. And that is the talk of the town. I'll tell you, Chicago, I can feel it. When I'm walking down the street, people are super excited about CM Punk. So I can only imagine what that's going to look like. But I'm very excited for different talent to show up. You know, Thunder Rose is going to be back. We're going to see Samoa Joe performing more. So I think all of these talents that we've really been missing on TV, this is their time to shine. And we're going to get two hours of it every single week. Now, this is the most important question. Debut episode of Collision is coming up. You cannot say CM Punk. (laughs) What are you most looking forward to? (laughs) Oh, man. Probably it's going to be the first match. Um, And I don't know what it's going to be, but that match is going to set the tone. And we're really going to see what happens out of the gate from that. I'm really hoping Tony comes out because Tony's been... uh, Last time for a couple of shows, he has not come out. And I'm like, come on, Tony. Chicago loves you. Come out. And, you know, we'll, we're going to have a great time. We're going to cheer. Well, I'm going to cheer. And, yeah, I think Tony coming out, really setting the mood. And then the first match, and we'll be ready to go. I'm excited. All right. I got, I've got one last question for you. You have done some, some work and had some conversations with our friends over at Wrestling Wind Down. Yes. Put them over because you. I know you were you were in Vegas for Double or Nothing, and you did a, a quick little uh, stint with that. You did a quick little conversation there. Uh, talk to us about wrestling wine now. Talk to about talk about them because uh, they're. I think they're a slept on podcast personally. Yeah. So Lo is my best friend. I absolutely love her, and we met through her wrestling podcast, Wrestling Wine Down. Uh, this was about probably two, three years ago. And, you know, she had me on and I'm like, oh my God, a woman who's talking about wrestling and wine, who, who doesn't love wine, right? We all have a little alcohol mix every now and then. So uh, we just vibed really, really well. And we are now best friends. We've been talking every single day since she's come and stayed at my house for pay-per-views. I've gone to her house recently and for double or nothing, it was Amazing. I think she does really, really great work. I absolutely love her. And yeah, Wrestling Wine On is doing some really, really great stuff. And you do have to definitely check her out. You know, we have Chardonnay and Cheesemay, which we have a little beverage and a little wrestling talk. So I think that's something that a lot of people will be interested in. Also, because, you know, she is, um, she's a woman and there's not a lot of women talking about wrestling. You know, we see it here once we're in the community, but really when you look at it, it's a real male dominated industry. So I'm like, the more women that we can get talking about wrestling and sharing their fandom, I'm here for it. Rene, I know we have a limited amount of time with you. So any closing comments on the new role at Fightful Collision, just a, a preview of Collision final comments on collision and then of course let everybody know where they can find you at well i'm so excited to start this journey with fightful i am still in shock that i was even considered so now you know to have sean tweet out the official little poster for the show i am really 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 excited and i can't say that enough you guys are probably like she's that excited i don't know how many times on the show today but i really am i really am and i am just really feeling blessed for the opportunity to even talk about wrestling. And I, I, yeah, I think it's just going to be a really, really great time. I'm really looking forward to collision because I think that it's going to be something new and we could never really get enough of wrestling, right? I feel like there can never be enough. So I am ready to start and I'm ready for everyone on Fightful to join us on Saturday nights after AW Collision because I just know it's going to be chaotic. 
crazy, chaotic, exciting stuff. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And you guys can always find me on Rust Friends. We have a, a vlog, which I run the YouTube channel. We do unboxings. I do interviews. I literally try to do it all. And also on our podcast at Rust Friends. And you can also find me yeah, at Wrestling Wind Down. We do Chardonnay and Cheese May. So check that out. Iridian, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck to you and to Cresta and Rick on the post-collision show. Again, Saturdays after collision on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Go, go check them out. Because if you don't, then th- what are we doing here? This is going to be don't, a great time. Don't be afraid to yell at people in the chat. Tomorrow, they're, they're going to be insane tomorrow. Don't be afraid to yell at them. Call I try them to fight the people in the chat all the time. You just yeah. Sometimes you got to. I'm a little scared about that, you know? And Rick was like, you know what? I don't know about the chat. And I was like, if you don't know about the chat, I definitely don't know about the chat. So one, one thing that, that I will say with Fightful is that we've done a really good job over the years of monitoring and moderating our chats. Our, the yeah. people in these chats are almost always respectful, good folks. Sometimes dickheads get in, but like, I don't think you have to worry so much, but fight them when they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> and I will say, Joel and Jeremy told me I could. <laughs> And Sean will be like, that, that's fine. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that, that checks out. That Jeremy and Joel would say that. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Iridian, thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to... Uh, so much. I appreciate it. We're looking thank forward you, to this with you. Take care. Enjoy it. What a good time that's going to be. I'm so excited for that post show. It's going to be better than any of the other shows we do on this channel. Well, on the main channel, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, channel. that's true. Yeah, the here, yeah, I mean, everything here is amazing. Yeah, everything here is great. Um, I was really excited when when Sean made the announcement. Dog is gonna bark. Um, when was, Sean, she was excited too. Yes, she's very excited. Uh, well, this is Cody. Cody's very excited. Cody's excited about anything. He needs his pyro when he comes into the room. Um, I was very excited when Sean announced the the lineup for a post. I was like, Rick. Rick's a good dude. He let me V-trigger him at a, at a SmackDown event, so can never hate on Riccicino. Cresta, obviously fantastic. And I didn't know Iridian that well. I She mentioned the, the day after Dynamite show, and I'm 99% sure I did my uh, you know run-in on that show, and that's probably when I met and started connecting a little bit with Iridian. So I know she's great. It's a good lineup. I do think it's hilarious that you know we, we give WWE and AEW stuff all the time of like, all these wrestlers don't find out anything until they see it on social media. Are they not giving a heads up? And Iridian didn't find out anything until she just got a bunch of messages on social media. I'm like she just wasn't giving a heads up. It's like, here's the announcement. Here's what you're doing. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm telling you, man, send a carrier pigeon. People will know better that way. <laughs> just, not everyone's attached to their phone 24 seven. I don't even know where my phone is. Oh, I think it's in my pocket for a change. That's weird. I didn't either. Um, I, I, Joel, first off, you, you did, uh, you're always fantastic, but nobody clipped that. Earlier, my mom was having pull back the curtain as we do here. My mom was having questions about uh, stuff that, that's going on, and she's like, "Where's your phone?" And I'm looking around. It was just in my pocket. I'm like looking around trying to find it though. I was like, "I don't know," because I needed to turn it off. Um, but I was like, "I don't know where my phone is." Uh, but yeah, it was it was just in my pocket. We the, we never know where our phones are, right? It could literally be in our hands, and we're just like, "I don't know." This, it feels like the easiest thing in the world to lose. Smartest thing and dumbest thing I ever did was ask for a watch so that I could basically leave my phone wherever and not worry about it. If I go too far, my watch is like, hey, it's out of range. And I'm just like, it's not in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So that's, that's just the way it goes. That's, we are way too dependent on technology, but damn it, here yeah. we are on a streaming service talking about wrestling, which we watch on TV and stream all day long. So it is what it is. Uh, thank you, Iridian, for joining us. Looking forward to Rick, Cresta, and Iridian on their post show every Saturday night after Collision on YouTube.com slash Fightful. But of course, more importantly, we're here Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 10 a.m. Eastern until noon here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Overbooked! Because that's where we need to be. Uh, before we uh, get back to what we were talking about earlier, before Iridian came around, uh, Taylor Cannon sends a super chat saying, Hey, Jeremy, hope you're doing well. Glad to see you back. We are happy to see Jeremy back. Thanks, Taylor. So, Glad to hey, be back. And thank you for the super chat. Thank you. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for the, the support and the, the messages and everything. Absolutely. It's, it's, been, uh, it, it's, been, it's been a lot the last week and a half uh but again i i I also want to thank sp3 again because he stepped up stepped in and uh did a wonderful job and it was funny because uh i got to the first like we got through the first show and it went really well and then it got better and better because that's just how chemistry works and sp3 and i've done stuff together before but like never a two-hour show like this uh it ended up being really good so uh uh, thanks thanks sp3 i'm sure i'm sure we'll be seeing you again so let's get back we're gonna talk uh we're talking payback it'll be on labor day weekend and we have a lot we'll, we'll have a lot to cover um but what what are we thinking because uh again wwe fulfilling their mandate of doing these shows on long weekends that this was a nick Khan thing he continues to do it i don't listen it malicious and not malicious at the same time is kind of my feeling how how do you think i think this is AEW's fault. People, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Because they consistently want to run these shows on, on Sundays. Move your shows to Saturdays like you were originally, and then WWE wouldn't be running events on Sundays because they love the Saturday events at this point. So I'm blaming AEW for WWE running. They might stick an NXT show on Sunday, like, whatever. If they want to run NXT that weekend, let them run NXT that weekend. But they wouldn't be running head-to-head with AEW. I mean, maybe they would. That'd be fantastic, honestly. I'd love it. It'd be a busy work night, but whatever. I'd, I'd live for busy work nights. Um, but they wouldn't run They wouldn't run a show on, on Saturday head-to-head with AEW. But AEW run their show on Sunday. It leaves Saturday open. WWE likes doing there's Saturday events now, which I like. I appreciate the Saturday events. So if they're going to leave it open, I think it's smart for WWE to come in and be like, yeah, this Saturday's free. Why wouldn't we run this show? I don't think it cuts into AEW or anything like that. As far as like a television viewership, right? I don't think it cuts into that because it's on different days. Maybe there is a little like worry about like burnout. I think that would be the only thing is like, oh, it's burnout, right? Um, but otherwise, I don't, I don't think anybody's worried about them like, oh, this fan just watched this WWE event. Now they're just not going to watch this AEW event because it's it's not necessarily two different audiences all the time. But there are there there's overlap, but there are differences in the audiences. But the biggest thing is like you're paying five dollars for Peacock, whatever you're paying for Peacock, and then if you want the AEW event you're not going to be deterred from not buying the AW event because you just watched this WWE event. If you, if the AW event is strong enough, you're going to pay money and you're going to, you're going to watch 
that event. So I don't think it really like cuts into that head to head. It would do a little bit more, but I mean, we saw when NXT and double or nothing ran, like there was no buzz about NXT, which was a really good show, but there was no buzz about NXT on that night. And it didn't seem like the double or nothing buys were like really that different from revolution. And if they were different, I don't think anybody's crediting NXT for cutting into it. it they're, they're largely just discrediting AEW for how oh, the build wasn't that great. We weren't interested in the matches. It had nothing to do with like, oh, I want to watch this NXT show over this over this AEW show. I don't think there was that. Rob Breaker, huge draw. <laughs> takes takes 15% of AEW audience. No problem in this case. I, I think that, you know, the, the coverage is is kind of the could be like a, a sticking point, a talking point. But I think WWE running the same weekend actually helps AEW because it just gets more of people like us and people in the mainstream just like talking about wrestling for that weekend. It's like, oh, they're talking about WWE payback. Oh, let, let's see what, what's going on. Oh, wait, now I've stumbled upon this AEW show. Like you just get people like talking, like the wrestling sites are going to cover all of the wrestling, right? Like you should, you know, your wrestling coverage out there. You're going to always, they're going to always talk about WWE, AEW, which are what these companies largely go for is the non-wrestling coverage of this stuff. And I think WWE running on these weekends helps AEW because WWE is getting that non-wrestling coverage a lot. And if you're stumbling upon that on these other sites, there's a better probability that you stumble upon the AEW coverage. Because I don't think like New York Post or anything like that is like turning down uh you know, oh wait, we have a WWE interview this week. We can't do an AEW interview. AEW is not like, no, you did an interview here. You can't do an interview with us. They're all just trying to get as much coverage as possible. And if, yeah, I think it's more beneficial because New York Post or whatever out, whatever else is out there is like, oh, we got WWE to cover this week. Oh, we also have AEW. Like, let's expand our coverage, boost our coverage of all wrestling this week. And so it benefits AEW. So I don't mind it. It makes for long weekends. Um, but like, I'm... You know, this is this is what I do, so I, I don't have an issue with it. So immediately, I agree with you that this is all AEW's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I do so I do agree with you that them running Saturdays was um, was was great, and it really did help their business. And man, if they kept doing that, I think I think you're right. WWE may have stayed away from uh, from doing some of these shows more frequently. However. Listen, we're all wrestling fans here. We, we're all watching what we enjoy. And honestly, like if you're paying more attention to the people covering wrestling than the wrestling shows you watch themselves, and all you're hearing is like, oh, too many wrestling shows. Maybe, maybe just don't watch all the wrestling shows. Watch the ones you want. And that's what it comes down to because, uh, you know, I, I, have, I have had a few weeks recently where like I dropped out on like the third hour of Raw and I'm like, I'll pick this up later because – like Judgment Day is going to lose, or Judgment Day is going to like basically lose. Judgment Day is going to have a story, and that's going to be it. And and that's all well and good, but it's like if it's if it's not captivating to me live, then I'm going to drop out. Or a main event on on a Dynamite. I'm not saying this week, but like in past weeks, where I've been like, okay, I'm going to keep my headphones on, I'm going to listen to commentary, I'll listen to the show, and I'm going to do dishes, and then I'll come back and I'll watch the match later if something happened that looked really cool or sounded really cool. Because I, I am also like 
an, an oral a u r a l type of a watcher listener so like i take in where most most people or a lot of people say like i don't pay attention to commentary that's fine i i do for the most part because i enjoy the painting of the words onto the canvas type of thing so for me i have spent time where i'm just like you know what i walk away and i'm just like i'll I'll pick this up or I'll rewind it, whatever. And that's fine too. My point is like, if you're feeling burnt out from all of this, you can always take a step back and come back to it. Like you don't need to be on the button on your phone a hundred percent of the time, leave your phone in the other room and just let your watch, you know, tell you when there's a notification. Speaking of which, Oh, my, my kid's daycare just sent me a notification. See things happen all the time. It's, it's fine. They do like photos and stuff. It's like throughout the day, they call when shit goes down, okay? And even then, it's like, he bonked his head. You have to sign something when he comes back. Like, is he bleeding? No? All right, we're fine. So they we, take him home and he, like, runs a fever. Oh, the wife gets those all the time from when the, the kids are in, in school of just, like, the, the updates of, like, so-and-so did this today. So-and-so has this coming up and everything. It's like, you got, like, 20 notifications for all of this stuff. Like, is everything Okay. It's like, yeah, they like literally update like every single like class that they are in. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess they're on top of things and whatnot. But then when she has to like scroll through and like find something, it's like, this was like 50 notifications ago. And where I forgot what this date was, I forgot what event they're doing here. So yeah, I I get how that works. But anytime I'm like, oh, you get all these notifications. Is everything okay? A little worrisome there when you get those notifications, even if it is just a little minor thing. I immediately regret checking this on, on, on the air. Oh, no. No, no. It, it's going to break me. Uh, worked hard on decorating the Father's Day gift for Daddy. Oh. Oh, it's going to mess me up. Anyway. <clears throat> wow. That shouldn't hit me. That shouldn't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> did one. So it's actually funny because I did one for Mom, but they made it like super secret. <laughs> this one, they're just like, yeah, Father's Day <laughs> gift. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway let's let's move along because I think uh, I think we've kind of come to the just the conclusion that like these weekends aren't bad. They're busy, but it ain't so bad. So just you know, watch watch the shows you're gonna watch. And listen, if you didn't watch that NXT Battleground show, go back and watch pieces of it because it actually was really good. So people people are saying in the chat of like holiday weekends aren't good people don't want to like watch wrestling on like holiday weekends and stuff and it, it makes it a little bit more difficult on holiday weekends and and somebody said that saturday is a is a hard market i do think potentially for AEW, saturday could have been a hard market because you're asking people to spend whatever 40 50 on this pay-per-view and so that can be a little bit more difficult on a saturday ufc does well but ufc does well for like big fights and everything like if it's a throwaway UFC card, they do what they do. So maybe that's why AEW does like the Sunday a little bit better. And traditionally, wrestling pay per views were on Sundays. Like that was just always the tradition. WWE being on Saturday with the Peacock deal, I don't think they care as much because it's like we got our money and everything. And look, the viewership is good. They always tout like it did this much better than last year and everything. So clearly, people are watching. And everything, but when you don't have to sell a pay per view, when you don't have to sell fifty dollars, fans to shell out fifty dollars for a pay per view, like it's a lot easier to just put that show kind of whenever you want. It's like, hey, good if our live viewership is good, great, but we'll get replay viewership. We'll just get interest regardless. And like in the arena, 
it's largely going to sell like with, with rare exceptions. And the biggest exception being don't run your pay-per-view in a stadium the same night as a UFC pay-per-view, like right across the street from you. Maybe don't do that. Like for the most part, fans are going to attend the the live event, whether that's Saturday or, or Sunday or whenever. Um, so I think Saturdays for WWE, it makes a lot of sense for them with their, with how they are just built to, to with Peacock and everything Sunday. I can see why it makes a little bit more sense for AEW because there is a little less just competition on a Sunday night and it is a, a holiday weekend. But you know, when we had uh, Andreas on and he was talking about like, nobody wants to come to Vegas to stay that long for like just AEW, like AEW ain't really the draw out there. It's not like a travel destination thing for them. And so maybe that is where you know the, the Sunday thing just doesn't work out. If it was a Saturday, maybe it would be a little bit more feasible for people on a holiday weekend because it's like, oh, I get in on Friday, I go to the Saturday show at AEW, then I kind of get Sunday to do whatever I want, and then same with Monday is an off day too because that's a holiday, or maybe you got to travel back on Monday uh, if you if you're like traveling in because maybe you got to go back to work on Tuesday. My point is, every show should be on a Saturday. Stop with this Sunday pay per view nonsense. It's okay. The big conversation that weekend will be WWE Payback versus AEW Collision September 2nd. Uh, oh, do you, of, think, you think they uh, load up Collision for that oh, one? Yeah, I think they will. Uh, but it really, So it's going to depend on how SummerSlam's on a Saturday as well, isn't it? Everything's on a Saturday for WWE at this point. Yeah, they, they've, they've, they've committed to that. Yeah, yeah, it's hey, AEW yeah. that does. Yeah, it's AEW that that's flutters between Saturday and Sundays. Yeah, um, yeah they, they'll, they'll do it for SummerSlam. And if they see some sort of like, I don't know how they're going to count this because I don't know how much access Tony and AW would have to Peacock's numbers and see how much they take from, you know, they're the getting Mookie show. to hack into the system <laughs> yeah. there to get to <laughs> the Peacock numbers <laughs> on his Apple, on his Apple too on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't, but I don't know like how they quantify whether or not it's like useful for them to do that it, it's it's beneficial for them to load up their card because it would take eyes off of basically the win for them is if they see an increase in their viewership that week they can say hey sure whatever SummerSlam did but our television rating proves and our advertising rate therefore proves that we did good and that's all that matters in the eyes of AW. it's not going to be so much of like a it's going to be a competition conversation for a lot of fans but like the reality is they're going to be like we ran this show it was very successful yeah it went up against SummerSlam, but like look we we, we did good we we had a, as long as they had a, a raise in ratings that particular week uh demo and overall viewership they'll do it again and that will be beneficial for their their own talking points for their own uh network people for anyone that they're selling to and that would be helpful they they just need they they just need uh julia hart on collision and they will easily defeat SummerSlam. That's true. Julia Hart doing a two-hour band live set. I don't know if she can sing, but if they're going to keep dressing her up like she's a member of Fleetwood Mac, then she's got to sing. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Kyle with the Super Chat saying, Saturday pay-per-view with a Sunday show would have been cool. I assume you're talking the AEW pay-per-view and then a Sunday WWE Peacock show. Or are we talking... Or maybe AEW. it's a Saturday... AEW pay-per-view and then a collision show. Yeah. Like you move collision to Sunday. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell us which one it is. Cause 
both both options I agree with. Like it, it, it it's more beneficial to do just a Saturday pay per view. I I am more willing to stay up and listen to TKBS the media on a Saturday at midnight yeah. than I am on a Sunday when it's really Monday at midnight. Uh, Man, let me let me say this about our good friend friend of the show Tony Khan. I missed. You know, usually I'm up on all the interview stuff. This past week I wasn't up on it, but. I saw, I saw the, you know, we, our news team covers it all, does a good job with that stuff. I saw enough of the discourse online. Tony Khan did some interviews last week. I, I call them more p- promotional conversations, but sure. You, you know, I, there's very few people who have listened to and transcribed Tony Khan more than I have, Joel. Like they, I, I don't know how many people there are who have, but like, it's getting worse, and I just don't know why he he does it at, at this point. Because, man, like, Pollock and Thurston are the absolute best at this, and they, I felt bad for them. Like, it was rough. It was rough. Let me, let me paint the picture for you. Uh, because, <laughs> talked about my kid. I was... What was I was on my way to bring him to daycare. So it's about seven in the morning and we're waiting for the bus. And I'm listening next morning to the Pollock and Thurston interview. I've never rolled my eyes harder to the response to a very well-worded and very like it was. I can't put over Pollock enough for the way he talked about the CM Punk stuff. And he was trying, he, he worded it in such a way that it was like, Tony, you can say, you know, we're looking forward to having CM Punk back after his injury. Yada. Like, you could say that. You could go there. But instead, he turns it into, yeah, first episode of Collision, big six-man tag. We're looking forward to this at the United Center, and we're going to sell it. I don't, don't sell me. I'm already sold. I'm watching on Saturday. A lot of people listening are already watching on Saturday. Give me a human aspect. Give me a human response to we're looking forward to having Punk back in AEW. We're looking forward to AEW Collision. This will be CM Punk's first opportunity to address the way, you know, whatever. Just something that wasn't automatic promoter mode. And again, that's been asked so well. He wasn't asking it in a gotcha way. But like Tony responded as if he was trying to get him in a gotcha way. That's been Tony's default for a little while now. And I get it. Like, you don't want to just tell everything in some stuff you clearly can't talk about, doesn't want to talk about, whatever it might be. Um, but, like, he, he's gotten to the point where he just, like, does it for everything. Not even just, like, punk. It's, like, any any question you have for him. It's just a... Um, he, he just gives promoter speak on it and as someone who likes covering the news someone who covers a lot of news it's a little frustrating because i i obviously you know i would prefer like hard answers good answers and i'm sure as like an interviewer there's a frustration aspect to it because you would prefer hard answers and good answers as an interviewer um i'm sure as like a listener like 
I don't know, maybe some people are very sold on this, but I think when you're doing this stuff with a wrestling website, like you're getting the promotion out there anyway. Like again, wrestling websites are going to cover wrestling. You know, like you don't need to sell your wrestling show to a wrestling website. They either know it or they don't know it. They're either going to watch or they're they're not going to watch at this point. It, Tony Khan being like six man tag, CM Punk, him saying all this and hyping the show is not like you know what. Now I'm going to watch the show because Tony did an interview with Post, and now I really want to watch this show. It, it just that ain't going to sell at, at this point, you know. So I wish Tony would just give like a little, just, just like a little bit more to it. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, Big Man Dog says uh, the only genuine answer I remember him giving was he's looking forward to Collision to have a different philosophy to it and not two more hours of dynamite. Like he can give good answers. Like he, he honestly can. Like I, I distinctly remember. Uh, I, I think it was busted open, and we probably covered this on Newsworthy, where he was asked about like, oh, what did you learn from the fallout from All Out? And he gave like a really good answer of like the people who are there for you and the people who like have your back through all of this, and that it was a very human answer and a very human emotion answer into it and i was like oh this like i want more of that you know i'm fine like if you don't want to like fully answer the question i get it like if you won't want to talk about cm punk if you can't talk about cm punk and all that like i get it but just give like a human answer to some of this stuff instead of just like promotion 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 as I think people will appreciate that a little bit more, especially when you're doing all of these interviews, because when you do these interviews, like it just like, it all just runs together of just like, okay, Tony, we get it. Like you got a show coming up. You want to promote it and stuff. And I understand like, look, if AEW offered us Tony Khan right now, we wouldn't be like, nah, you know what? Tony's not going to give us any good answers. We don't want him on the show. We would obviously love to have Tony on the show. I, I understand why Anybody would want to interview Tony, but I also think there's maybe a little bit of frustration after you interview Tony of like, wish I just talked to like Darby Allen. He told me about climbing Mount Everest at this point, because I would have gotten more out of that interview than Tony's hype for, for 30 minutes. Okay. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a 15 minute interview with Tony. All we're going to ask him are ECW questions. That's it. See, and honestly, like, that might be the route to go with Tony Khan is ask him this like historical kind of stuff. And he will give you like fun anecdotal answers on that. Because if you try to ask him, Hey, is Miro unhappy? What's the deal with him? Have you talked to Andrade? Do we, we're excited to have Andrade and Miro back on dynamite. We're excited to have buddy Matthews and Andrade back on dynamite as they fight for the love of the, of their girlfriends and other companies and things like that. Like, that, he would he would say that. Um, I guess Charlotte's wife, not girlfriend. Uh, anyway, but like that's where that's what he's gonna talk about. Like if you just try to ask him questions about this current product, he's just gonna hype whatever he's there to hype. Legitimately, like if you ask him like ECW stuff, WCW mistakes or something like that, get him going on Bischoff or something. There's some headline bait for everybody. Just like get him. Get him. What do you think of Eric Bischoff's comments? 
that CM Punk is a waste of money. Your response, Tony, and let him go. Go on that. That's what. That's that's how we would interview Tony Khan. Everybody, we would we wouldn't ask him anything about what's happening in AEW. It's a great sell. AEW people are going to listen to this. But like these idiots are never interviewing nope. Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask him. I'd ask him about ECW. Yes, but then I'd probably get into like his booking philosophy vis a vis ECW WCW. Like I'd try to tie yeah. it. I'm sure we would. Or like, you know, your favorite movie and like, oh, there's this scene. Oh, it reminds me of like an AEW. Da, 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 da. Like you do have to be smart. That, and that's the one thing about these interviews is that you can ask canned questions. Sure. But like once in a while, you got to bring up something that's going to make them think and be like, my, my, again, my favorite is when you legitimately get an interviewee answer like, oh, shit, that's a really good question. And Sean Evans is really good at that. He gets that on Hot Ones all the time because him and his research team go deep and find some really ridiculous shit to ask. And that's the kind of stuff that I always want to get to, especially when I when I know the talent or when I know the person coming. It's, I get why Tony does all these interviews. I understand it. He can give good answers when he wants to. I don't even say when he's asked good questions because that that would be disingenuous to be like Brandon Thurston and John Paul didn't ask any good questions because that's stupid. Like they ask very good questions. He can give good answers when he wants to. It's just a lot of times he's just going to do the promoter speak things. And I would like to just, maybe, maybe that's how you just got to interview Tony. Just don't let him promote. <laughs> don't have the promoter on to promote. Just, just talk about, other stuff because he's gonna find a way to promote that shit anyway you know like anyone who's listens to tony you can ask him about you can ask him about the wc w wcw stuff ecw stuff you can definitely ask him about that stuff and he's still going to find a way to be like oh yeah ecw blah 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 and that's what I did this past week on Dynamite with all the run-ins and the chaos to end the show and everything. And like, I thought we had a great episode of Dynamite, one of the best shows we've ever done. It got a 9.10 on Cage Match, one of the highest ratings we've done on Cage. Like, he's going to find a way to promote and hype the product, doesn't matter what question you ask him. So in the meantime, at least get like some other answer out of him. We um, broke the moratorium. We we broke cage match. Cage <laughs> match is not operating the same way that it used to. We are huge game changers in the wrestling sphere. We have we have we have brought cage match to their knees. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's true. But you know who else is a really good uh, promoter? Your talents. Yeah, yeah, and like sometimes maybe just let them do the interviews. I understand Tony's going to get more headlines and cause more waves on this stuff but you know i just listened to a miro interview um with i apologize i'll look it up because i the, the name escapes me it was a really good interview um good karma wrestling uh did, did the interview with with miro and that was really good and like miro gave like kind of short answer but when you don't hear from miro like this is like one of his first interviews since coming back and everything we don't hear from these guys you're gonna get plenty of coverage out of that if tony's doing the same interview you know five times a week and saying the same stuff the coverage runs together and you just won't get any coverage out of it um but yeah if you let miro go talk if if you let i don't know if malachi black wants to do interviews but you know he's always very well spoken in in interviews um 
He yeah. loves wrestling media, Malachi Black. Yeah, Let me I know. Tell you. Yeah. Big fans, especially Fightful. Big fan of Fightful. He's. Mm-hmm. I. Regardless, I think Malachi Black is very good in interviews if he wants to do interviews. Um, yeah, Thunder Rosa, she does bust it open, but I would like to see her like in an interview setting ask questions and not like in a a favorable environment. You know, bust it open, very favorable environment uh, for for Thunder Rosa. So I'd like to see her like in an interview setting, like actually ask these questions and not just like Thunder Rosa addresses her enemies on busted open. It's a great segment. On yeah, busted we enemies. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, Sean Ross up. Hi, Eggman. Hey, uh, why would you call me an Eggman? Cuckoo, cuckoo. We've been through this. Because I don't just eat eggs. I eat eggs on breakfast burritos. Oh, wow. You've leveled up. Yeah, I have. Sean sent me Sean sent me a picture of eggs the other day. And at first I was very confused as to what it was. Because one, it wasn't a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. So it wasn't even like an in the weeds day. Yeah. I think it was like Tuesday or something. And I, I looked at it. I was just confused as to what it was at first. And then you know, I realized, oh, He's, it's eggs. It is eggs. eggs. It yeah. is eggs. Um, I'm going to SmackDown tonight. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That. I'll be in the second row. Is it? Um, yeah, I'm going to have some news today on Fightful Select about <laughs> why all of a sudden SmackDown is uh, <laughs> advertising things one, two, and three weeks out, which is very, very interesting. But um Yeah. It's been cool. I've had people telling me that they like my city, which is very nice because it is it is a very nice city. But I don't know. It's just like <laughs> I'm waiting on this CM Punk thing to drop, and I'm like, oh That's boy! What, I've been up since six thirty waiting for this thing. What are we doing here? <laughs> Listen, um, so I, I to address some of the questions, people are like, why is this only a big big deal now? No, it's been a big deal for about a week. I've just been sitting on it since then. Uh, I first heard about it when I was trying to dig into the Kenta news and somebody had said, man, he got pretty saucy about Kenta. And I was like, all right. I reached out to somebody that knew punk and they were like, yeah, he thinks he might come off a little bad in this, this interview. I didn't know who did the interview. And um, there are people that were around the situation that got reached out to uh, about this and I, I can tell you that I've been reached out to by a lot of people just to find out what I knew about this because they weren't sure how I would even find out about such a thing. But hey, you know it, it's wrestling, it's it's media. People talk, but it is a situation where a lot of I think there were a lot of gray areas that were mentioned and, and discussed. But I. I feel like the things that I heard that he said about Hangman were probably how he really felt about Hangman. But Hangman very much just goes out of his way to never talk about CM Punk. And I'll point you guys to, I think it was a Wrestling Inc. interview that Nick Hausman did about a year ago where he brought up Punk. And he's like, I don't really want to talk about that. And this is well before a lot of a lot of that stuff. So... Uh, I, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I see that in the Observer that AEW is hoping the comments that Punk made about Hangman would not be a part of the article video. 
Okay, since that's out there, I can confirm that. I can <laughs> definitely confirm that because you, the conversations that I had before I found out about the Hangman stuff and then after I found out about the Hangman stuff were categorically different. They were significantly different in tone and and just a lot of other things. You've got a guy, you got a few guys going under contract negotiations. And it was in the it was in the observer. That that was really the comment. It was like they hope they wipe it because that is a major situation. You have one of your major stars in Hangman Page dealing with contract negotiations, and this article might have him getting buried in it. That looks stupid and terrible at the same time. Might, might have him getting buried in it, and then what I have said all along, I, and I'll paint this picture for our viewers. If I'm Hangman, Omega, and the Bucks, secretly, whether or not I feel like, okay, Punk's all right, I can do business with him, whatever. I'm telling Tony Khan and my lawyers, no, I don't want to work with him unless you pay me. <laughs> because when I got recruited from Wrestling Inc. by Jimmy Van in 2016, I had been put on a show on Wrestling Inc. with Vince Russo that I did not want to do. The, the phrase I used was, I don't want to compromise my integrity for somebody who doesn't have any. Raj said, you know what? I think he can make this work. I think he can get some good stuff out of him. And I did. So I'm leaving fight or I'm leaving wrestling Inc. I'm so excited to not work with Vince Russo anymore. Then I find out Jimmy is secretly negotiating with Vince Russo to bring that show over. And the amount that I had agreed to for Jimmy all of a sudden jumped up. I said, listen, I'm not going to pass up this opportunity, but I'm not going to work with this guy for this amount of money. It's too much of a risk for me. And eventually we fired him three months later. So it all worked out in the end. But I mean, how do you think I get this many raises now? I'm like, you expect me to work with Joel Pearl? <laughs> Fightful champion Joel Pearl. I need 750K minimum for that's that. How, that's how I keep getting mine. I was like, do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm adding more work with Joel Pearl to my plate. I got to get paid better. How could you don't even have to. You don't even have to ask. I just offer them, like, here's your Joel Pearl bonus. Can I have more money for making you guys I go? Better? No. No. Damn it. Totally not. <laughs> I can't win. Why, why, why can't I win? What? At least I know how to get rid of them. I want to real quick. Yeah, I just asked for a raise. That's what, That used to be my bet, is I asked for a raise and he leave, but then he gave me one. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can. I don't know if I can do that. Give me a new title with that and everything. So, yeah, now, if, oh, wait. Oh, oh. Why did somebody ask me if I'm leaving? You're le- you're leaving Fightful. I'm, I literally own the company. I think it's because you misspoke earlier talking about the Wrestling Inc. thing because you, you said leaving Fightful and you, you, you picked yourself up. That's all oh. that was. I got an eight-year deal. I'm signed till 2030. I own part of the company. I ain't going anywhere. I'll, I'll here's a little scoop. I have had multiple media outlets reach out to me over the past two weeks, though. Oh, two weeks. I was. I know two of one weeks. that was a while ago. It's um, one of them is the same one. Oh, okay. Via yeah. somebody who wants to rep me. And take some of my money. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, well, let me tell you, if I join this place, the money will not last. <laughs> it will not last for either one of us. 
So uh, I ain't going anywhere. Wait, I know, I know two of them that happened. One was a big one. I'll text you, and I, I don't want to. It's that one. Funner. Oh, really? Okay. Hold on. Let me text and just confirm this. Oh no, I want it on this. <laughs> Wait, can I? Can I have this money? We'll do it in the private chat. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> King is gone. Asking Sean, is my nephew going to be at Forbidden Door? I I do think I think uh, Great Ocon will be there, but um, no to the last one, Jeremy. Yeah, I, first, I know why on the last one. Yeah, just, the first one is always a standing offer, and the other one is contingent on WWE deal stuff. But I don't, uh, think, I'd, I don't think I'd be a good fit. So, no, nah, you. I'll tell the you, story one day. Okay. Yeah, I can't see you. <laughs> can't see you i really can't see you anywhere but fightful at this point largely because i believe like i'm screwed there you go uh, there you go damn job see. creators see you see you guys later take Hi, care Sean. Have fun smackdown tonight yeah uh, that's so funny yeah it's really frustrating that he has such a good stake here <laughs> that we're like oh what a what a jerk uh he also makes good jobs for us Dude, if Sean leaves, people people have said this in the past of like you're like second in charge at Fightful, like you're like the news guy and everything. I'm like absolutely not. Like I don't want that at all because I'm not a scoopster. Like I I don't want to do. I'm I'm I like my space. I like to grow within that space. That's why I keep adding more and more to my plate. But like I don't want to do what Sean does. I see the idiots he has to deal with. I see the idiots like people like him, Wade, uh, Dave and all like they got to deal. Like, I don't want, I don't want any of that. Like I'm good. First of all, hold on. Let's, let's, let's just, let's just figure this out. First of all, Wade doesn't deal with them because no, he doesn't. Wade is so incredibly offline. Yeah, (laughs) Like, huh? Oh, anyway, Wade Keller hotline tonight. (laughs) (laughs) VIP. Yeah, he's he's at least very smart about that. Um, but you know, he still gets like you see the comments. He does. He might not deal with, them, but you see the comments and everything. Like I don't want to do any of that. I'm happy with with where I'm at. Like so, if Sean leaves, I don't know what happens because you know, select isn't select because that's very much driven by his news. We have a great the content team with, with YouTube, we have great personalities uh, on the main channel and on this channel. Our, our news team does, does a very good job with everything, but like, I think a lot of people know. And if you don't know, ain't a lot of money in this game. Definitely ain't a lot of money on like news writing and, and you know, that side of things, because I don't understand. And that's the other thing. Sean is like, he understands business aspects of a lot of this stuff that, I just I don't and I truthfully because it's it's not where my role is I don't care to to understand a lot of that stuff either if he wants me to if he wants me to help cool like like I will like I know Kate's done a, a good job of uh, uh of securing sponsorships and everything but like that that stuff just ain't for me that ain't what I'm I'm good at like that's that's just not what uh, I'm good at. So, nah, man. If Sean leaves, we're all screwed. Honestly, Jimmy's just gonna be like, "Well, we had a good run, you know. 
we'll, we'll do a podcast called however many weeks we've done this for. Uh, I don't know how long. It'll be like four four years, whatever yeah. that amounts to in weeks. Yeah, four years. We'll bring well, in we, off. Right, <laughs> he'll, talk, we, he'll talk about it, but he'll know nothing about it. <laughs> we had a good run and everything. That, that'll be it when, when Sean leaves. Then maybe Tony will answer my DMs about trying to get a, get a job at AW. <laughs> I think I just realized I do the most amount of shows on this like platform. On I, Overbooked? No, on on, on oh. Fightful, period. I do five shows a week on Fightful. So do I. Do you? Spotlights? Yeah. This one? What am I who am I, what am I missing? FMC. Oh, FMC, that's right. So okay, yeah. so you and I are, are both five shows a week. Yeah. It's bonkers. That's absolutely yeah. wild. Uh, you <laughs> we should both get raises, Joel. <laughs> we should both get raises. That's what... how many shows does Kate do? I feel like Kate does like twenty shows. Kate a week. does four. I was thinking about it while you were talking about uh, the select stuff. Because and, and Kate, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Step but... your game up, Kate. That's right. She's got Sundays with me, <laughs> and then she's got uh, Tuesdays on Main, and then two more on Select with Alex. And I think that's it. I mean, like on Fightful. I know Mark Order right. and all that stuff, but uh, I, I can't think of any other show she does on Fightful. But yeah. Hey, she can she can correct us. Pulowski does. Pulowski does three as well because he's got Sour Graps and he does Wednesdays. Oh, and so four. He does uh, the NXT review. So he's also yeah. four. All right. Kate, correct That's... me if we're wrong. Don't That's say sad. excuse me into him. You're more than welcome <laughs> to send a super chat that says, Jeremy! Send a super chat. Send a super chat with all the shows that you do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Kate does the SmackDown, Smackdown review. review. Does anyone really watch that? the SmackDown review? Like, like not since not since uh, Sean and I left. Nobody watches that show. Yeah, that's the Cardoza thing, I guess. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> there you go. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday. So it's three. Right. So she has, five. She has five. Okay, so so we're on we're all on par here. I'm going to add another show. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do Coffee and Collision on Sundays, Joel. <laughs> I just love SP3 absolutely called him out on it. Coffee oh. and Collision with me, Jeremy Lambert. I will have my coffee and I will do a two-minute review of Collision. That's how you do it. You're like, I do six shows a week. It's like, wait, what's the sixth one? Coffee <laughs> Collision. It's a 10-minute review. Oh, that's why. <laughs> counts, right? It, it counts. does content content. Pay-per-views don't count because pay-per-views just don't count. We've already established this. I used to do pay-per-views, and then I, I got too important on the news side. I Sadly, I was dumb, and I did too good of a job on the news side that they were like, Oh, we definitely need you covering this because otherwise we're behind on everything. So you can't do pay-per-views anymore. I was like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." But sure, I guess. Uh, I guess now I, I don't do pay-per-views anymore because I have to transcribe Tony Khan media calls. Someone in the chat saying to be sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. That sounds awful, but if it makes us money, let's do it. We'll take any sponsorship that makes us money, as long as it's not one of those like download specific sponsorships nah just pay me i don't care i don't care just pay me you ain't co-hosting nothing kate i almost used her shoot name on the air 
I also brought up a super chat with a name on it, so let's face it. If you're going to dox her, it's already happening here. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, let's, it's... Let's go. <laughs> anyway. Don't, don't dox anybody. No, don't dox don't anybody. Dox We're anybody. not here to dox anybody. Um, oh, you know what would be cool, Joel? Oh, Cody, this... Cody, Cody in the chat mentions that I do six if we uh, include the Impact Plus shows. Those are not pay-per-views, so yes, now we're up to six. All right, they, I'm done with this dick measure contest. They run a show like every single week. In every two weeks is a show. stupid yeah. Friday show. They did it with Under Siege and then they did it with Against All Odds. And I looked at myself, I looked at myself and I said, self? No, I, I was just like, what are we doing? We just did one of these. But Against All Odds ended up being a really good show. So I can't complain anymore. I'm sad that I, I didn't get to go to it. I was kind of planning on going and then and more important matters to to take care of but it ended up being a good show i'm glad it was a good show i'm not gonna lie i've not watched the entire show uh i have seen shelly in macklin because i do love me some alex shelly and steve macklin is the most charismatic man in the world the furthest thing from generic and so i definitely wanted to watch that match so i have seen that match i've not seen the the rest of the show i'm so i'm i'm Sort of out of the loop on wrestling. I watched all of Dynamite and I've watched bits and pieces of other stuff. I'm caught up enough to be caught up on the stuff that I kind of care about, but it's not my completionist stuff of like, oh, I've watched everything like I usually have. But, you know, we can, much like the, the CM Punk interview that is not dropped yet, and who knows if it will drop at this point. Yeah, you know, I can just talk like I know what I'm talking about, even if I haven't seen anything. That's what we all do here in the, the wrestling media, right? We talk like we act like we know everything about everything, even if like the stuff hasn't come out yet or we haven't actually watched it. I mean, I guess we should talk about it. Alex Shelley wins the no um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the punk ESPN stuff. So it's it's clearly there. I mean, Sean just popped on to talk about it and thankful for that because uh, it really does kind of give extra extra painting to the uh, to the Fightful Select report there is an article it it exists somewhere there was an interview that CM Punk did with ESPN um the, a lot of this kicked off with uh, the transcription from Wrestling News Co about Wade Keller's comments on his VIP hotline and people kind of getting upset about Wade uh, reporting it like that well first of all I, I'm going to push back for a second. I know I know that I, I defend Wade quite a bit, and, and I just made fun of the fact that he's so largely offline that he just doesn't care. Um, Wade, Wade's been doing this for like 30 years, 30 almost 35 years. Um, he did it behind his paywall, and somebody took it and transcribed it. And they transcribed the part where he was just like, something's happening, it's coming. You know, it, it, was, a, it was a tease. Um, if he had reported it as per normal, yeah, I think more people should be like frustrated, not upset by any means, but frustrated. Uh, and and yeah, he he kind of made reference to something that was going to come out that was going to annoy people about CM Punk, and that's just that's just what what he does sometimes. I've listened to Wade for countless years, and sometimes he does that because sometimes Wade just likes to talk for the sake of talking, just like you and I do. So Sean then has to get on it and be like. All right, I have news coming to FIFA Select, and and the news comes out about what this is about, or what we what we were most likely it will be about, and it is about the CM Punk ESPN interview. 
and some of the things that were said and weren't said. And then the conversation changes to, is it a work? Is it a shoot? And I think that honestly, the answer is both. Uh, in certain, again, topic specific, the Kenta stuff feels more like he's just working and that's fine because they have zero time to build a match if they're going to do a forbidden door match. And then there's the hangman stuff that came out, you know, a couple hours later. And if that is him kind of putting his, whatever the words are, if those are his true feelings about hangman, then that's a whole other can of worms that you're dealing with because you got a contract situation. It's just a lot. There's so much going on. Joel. Shoot, baby. Joel. This man chick magnet punk came out there on aew dynamite after his return from his injury to the first time he was going to speak since returning from his foot injury and the first thing he did was say that ain't cowboy shit that's coward shit that was the first thing this man did after he already defeated Hangman Page, after there was no thread between him and Hangman Page at all on AEW television. When it's supposed to be this big celebration of Punk, he's about to fight John Moxley to unify the titles. He said, Hangman Page, I'm going to sit in this ring and you don't have the balls to come fight me. And that started the firestorm on the post shows. Because at that point, we were like, that was a non sequitur. What the hell was that? So go ahead, continue. All I'm saying is that man keeps some type of energy for Hangman Page. Does he hate cowboys? Did a cowboy like, (laughs) did a cowboy hurt CM? He's a Bears fan. He's a Bears fan. I mean, the Cowboys and Bears don't play that often, but the Bears kind of suck. So I imagine the Cowboys beat up the Bears. A lot. Um, oh my god, and it makes sense because of the Seth Rollins CM Punk feud. Holy shit. <laughs> that man keeps an energy for Hangman Page. That's that's all I know when it comes to that. So I don't think I'm with you on like work shoot kind of stuff. Yeah, Kenta feels like working and everything because they're probably trying to set up a match uh, according to you know that that there was interest in the match, everything. Kenta feels like he's doing the same thing on Twitter and everything. And, but hangman, you got to have some real feelings for your first comments on your return to be aimed at him for no reason. And then, yeah, to, to still talk about him in, you know, like the press conference. And then this, uh, this, this interview that may or may not happen. I like this comment by Mr. Bish, by the way, I genuinely think it annoys punk that hangman doesn't bite back i kind of agree with that like hangman he did that instagram post where he's like i didn't want to address this but like i do listen to veterans like if i feel whatever he said i don't want to put words in his mouth i don't want to misrepresent his instagram post but like he said that otherwise like hangman doesn't do a lot of interviews and when he does he either isn't asked about punk or doesn't talk about punk and i do think that like punk punk likes a like he likes a good verbal spar, right? Like people like that. People who keep that verbal energy, they like to see what you can push back with because then they can bite back at you. And they like to win. They like to get the upper hand on that kind of stuff. And the fact that Hangman is just like, 
I, I found the I found the old piece of bread behind my fridge yesterday. Don't know if I should eat it. But the fact that Hangman is like that, punk might feel a little annoyed by that. He just wants some fire. Maybe he's trying to bring that fire. I'm starting to think that Hangman is Cassidy Haynes. <laughs> I found a three day old taco in the door of my car. Should I eat it? Instagram, yes or no? <laughs> And it was, that was what Hangman said something like a Snickers. He found like an old Snickers and he's like, should I eat this or not? That's a real story that he tweeted, which I assume means it's real. The answer is uh, always yes. Yeah. So when you and I used to do a show on this channel called Newsworthy, we would take news stories from the week that you had written and we'd talk about it. We'd expand upon them. And one of them happened to have been what the, the story that you mentioned about the legends and whether or not and at that autograph signing, it was a virtual signing that, that he did. And uh, he and, and Adam Page talked about the legends stuff. The I don't always listen to legends. And you and I talked about it at length on that episode. And it's suddenly become like the whole basis for what well, feels like the whole basis for CM Punk's beef with with Hangman Page. That and the, the workers' rights stuff. Um, but we're, we're focused on the other thing. This is, it's a very strange situation to be going after the guy who seems like he's the nicest, most well-balanced member of the, the, the elite. Who's not even like, who, who's like elite. Um, what, what's the word? He's, he's a side adjacent. adjacent. Thank you. Cause Kenny is like, if you take the, elite, he's considered, I guess, the nicest member of the elite. Now we're getting weird because there's only th- like three, four members of the elite. Now we're just saying the young ones are assholes. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> and I don't think that, by the way. Um, but like Hangman, by and large, like people just like him. He just, he doesn't seem to rattle any cages or hurt anybody. And for some reason, Punk has this hate on. And at one point, like, has someone not said to him, like, you're not helping your own cause by going after the guy who's almost universally loved by the locker room. I'm sure somebody has said that. I don't like, I don't think Punk kind of cares at this point. If he cared, he, he wouldn't continue to say these things. I think there's a, a bit of a, of a power play here by Punk. There's been a power play by punk. You, you go back and you rewatch those uh, double or nothing promos and you can kind of feel it in those promos. Hindsight is always 2020 on this. And with all the stories that have come out, it's a little bit easier to uh, armchair armchair quarterback. That this kind of stuff is like, Oh, when he said this, that he really meant this now that we know all this thing. So like, I get that. And you don't want to always want to do that. But like, if you go back and rewatch that stuff, when Hangman talks about, I got to save AEW from you, everything, and, and Punk is like, why are you so mad at this? Like, I'm just telling you, you know, this isn't personal to me. Like, this is just a match for me. And then Hangman gets fired up, tries to make it personal. And now, I, I think Punk's just needling at stuff when it comes to Hangman. And I don't know if it is personal for Punk. I think clearly some comments made him mad but now i think punk is just like how far can i go and what can i accomplish and he might have his answer sooner rather than later and you know if hangman's contract is coming up and everything like he might have his answer of how far he can push things and what he can accomplish 
Oh, uh, it's interesting. Look, man, I don't know when this punk interview is going to drop. I thought it was going to be like eight o'clock. I thought it was going to be nine o'clock. I thought I definitely thought it was going to be before our show. And now here we are. We got a half hour left on our show. It's not up yet. Usually they drop this kind of stuff at the top of the hour. So maybe noon is when it comes out. I'm not sure. Maybe it doesn't come out I until think, the afternoon. Like, I think Tony is talking to an editor just being like, we're going over and so, over and over and over this thing. I, I do wonder, like, now that this portion, Sean, I mean, Sean said it, like, AEW was trying to do some damage control when it came to a portion of it. Now that this Wade's tease came out, Dave has said what he said, Sean has said what he said. Now that everything has come out on this, like, are they like really trying to fine tooth comb this thing of like, Oh, what can be said? What should we take out kind of thing? Cause I do, I do think, and it was in the report of like, Oh, there's some work shoot kind of stuff. And he wants it to be that way. I do think on the whole, the the hangman stuff aside, because I think that's a very real thing based on all the information we have feels like a very real thing. Look, if this is a work, they're doing a hell of a job. They got me sold. Uh, do the match. I'll buy that ticket. Um, but if this is a work, they're, they're they're pulling it. They're doing the Dixie thing again. Yeah. It's, problem. Locker room morale already took a hit when punk decided to go nuclear. And that was a whole other thing. You can't do it again. Cause there is, there's no way that this locker room is not clued in if it's a work because they talk and people talk. And I don't care how many locker room backstage conversations you have about what off the record means. You can't play the role of, you can't keep your, your locker room in the dark is what I'm really getting at. You can't. Do right. So, so here's my, here's my point to all of this though, like if he's working in these comments, whatever he says about Kenta, even whatever he says about the elite, like, I don't know if he mentions the elite and, and what kind of tone and context he mentions the elite. And if he does, CM Punk is very smart when it comes to just like professional wrestling and working professional wrestling. And I think he is always looking for that angle. And I think some of the frustration from him, and I've been projecting feelings a little bit. I don't know CM Punk. I don't know how he's actually feeling. This is my interpretation of of things. I I always want to make that clear. I think some of the frustrations from him might be that like everyone else is not on board with this work. And, And why they aren't on board with this work is for them. Again, it's not... This whole thing hasn't been a work, by the way. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is Punk sees the money in all of this, right? He sees the money in all of this, and he's going to push and push and push in media and interviews because he sees the money in this. And the others, they got... They don't interpret it like this. They don't see it like this. They they got the real feelings, emotions of this and it's like you know what we're just not gonna set this aside we're just not gonna forget all these comments and what happened and so we're going to we're not gonna work with you you can keep saying this stuff whatever we don't care we're not gonna bother with you do your own thing and i think that might frustrate punk a little bit as well 
and I agree with the fact that like, yeah, he's trying to stir up buzz for collision, especially if this is like his show as reported. Like, I don't mean it's literally, but I think, I think there is a certain amount of feeling inside of, of punk. And again, I don't know. I'm not shrinking him that he feels like this, this is his show that it is on his shoulders that week after week collision will be the, what is CM punk going to do this week's show? And as a result, he's got to get eyes on it and it's got to be hot right off the bat. That's fine. And he does know that he wants the money and that he wants others to make the money, I'm sure, too. Got to pick that battle right, though. Hangman's not the match. <laughs> Hangman and Punk, it, it wasn't the match from the get-go. It's, I, I think it's become one of the matches, though. It's becoming the match, but now like you can't force someone's hand into it. And it feels like he's trying to do just that because well, Hangman this, is like, I ain't interested in this conversation. This is this is where just it's a difference in mentality, I feel like. And it's been a difference in mentality between these two sides from the very start. Because Punk sees things in a more old school approach. You know, he, he's the, the Bret Hart school of everything. Of like, let's let's be real. And let's make wrestling real. Let's go out there and just do real stuff when it comes to this. And the elite side, not always like that. I'm not saying their wrestling is bad at all. Like I, I love the work of of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. But they're you know they're doing the quote unquote acrobats performance type of stuff. They're doing the more more athletic kind of wrestling and everything. And they're not so much into like protecting stuff. Like they're being the elite is very, very poke fun at, at everything type type of show, right? But like this is how AEW was founded. This is their philosophy on things, and it's just a different philosophy than what CM Punk has. And I think for some reason, Punk just. The philosophy for him, because it doesn't align, he's a little frustrated with that. Like, Hangman has become the match for him. It, one of them, anyway. Like, it, it's it's one of them. And Omega certainly won. I think the Elite versus CMFTR is certainly one. Um, and yeah, I think Punk wants to make money with all of these guys. And I think he's maybe a little frustrated that they don't want to make money in the, the same way. But he can't he can't control that anymore at this point. Like he can't force them to work. He can't maybe okay, so let me correct myself a little bit. Maybe he can control that if there's an actual private apology to all of this. On all sides, by the way. I'm not saying punk just needs to apologize and then the elite should be like, thanks, buddy. Every everyone needs to come together and be like, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for that. Like, I don't really care about the public apology. I know Punk had the let the apology be as loud as the disrespect, and the disrespect was uh was pretty loud. So yeah, maybe the apology in a public sense should be really loud. Um, but I don't really care about that. Keep working me on media, keep working me on television if you've apologized privately and like, that's what this actually is. It is kind of a work issue here, but it doesn't seem like there's been any of that. It just doesn't seem like it could be completely wrong. 
maybe this all settles and we get the matches that we want uh, at some point in time. Right now, there's the divide there. And both sides are going to be, they're, they're going to feel how they feel about it. And one side is being a lot louder about their feelings, whether it's through media interviews that have not been released or through reports from that side. One side's being louder than the other when it comes to this. And I, I, I agree with Kate that a public apology would be silly. I don't need all of that on my wrestling television. Like I don't need CM Punk coming out on collision tomorrow and be like, so what do you want to talk about? The elite. Hey guys, sorry for what I said. You guys could manage a target. I'm sorry. I threw a punch. Sorry. My friend threw a chair. I don't want any of that. Cause then it almost feels a little fake at that point. And then they're just going to keep working and then they're going to work together after they've apologized. No, let the, let it, let it be real on television. As long as you've kumbaya backstage. Um, no public apology. Yes. No public apology. But definitely just, I don't want him to come out on Saturday and be like, okay. He sa- so he says on, on Dynamite, I have a lot of things to get off my chest. And immediately people are just like, oh, he's going to talk about it. No, he's not going to talk about it. He's going to make up you know, something for a story. And that's fine because the, the, the story is Punk hasn't been out because he was suspended. Punk's been out because he's been injured. He's going to be like, add yeah. all out. I won the AEW championship. And in the match, I... I, I tore my quadricep or my, sorry, my, my triceps. And because of that, yada, 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 I can't make it. Or I couldn't be, you know, I couldn't be here for you guys. The story will not be, you know, my friend bit a guy and I fought the EVPs. It's not going to be that for many reasons, including the legal and the fact that none of this happened on AEW television or has been, they're not going to get into that. The, the apology should be backstage I've said this a million times back in the old days, they would split a bottle of God knows what, and they would all talk it through. And by the end, they'd be pals again. I'm not saying they need to go get drunk and be best buddies again. But what I'm saying is there needs to be some sort of conversation, which is inevitable by the way, because at one point they will all be under the same roof again as early as next Saturday, next Sunday, uh, and you can't keep each other apart forever. And that is a silly assumption to make. So he's just, everyone's just got to figure this shit out and grow up. That's really what we've been saying since the beginning. And the CSPN interview, if it's him working and he didn't tell certain people that he was going to say some stuff, then I think everyone looks stupid. Uh, and that's, that's less damage control on the, the hangman stuff. It becomes damage control with like, it's communication control, which unfortunately we've discovered over the years isn't really an AW strong suit right now. You know, their, their communication is not always the best backstage or ahead of the prime example. This past Wednesday on Dynamite, everybody saw this. Rampage was very much an afterthought. Normally you have all the graphics on the screen as Excalibur is going 100 miles an hour, and that's fine in the case of what we're talking about instead they literally got to you know the, the last two minutes of the show 
And that's when Excalibur was finally saying, you know, these are the matches coming up because there was no communication on what the matches were, or at least there was no promotion as to what was coming up on, on Rampage. And as a result, things just kind of flew under the radar because Rampage hasn't been important and because there was no communication there. Very roundabout way to say communication in that company seems to be lacking in a lot of different ways. And this might just be another example of that. But again, it comes down to the professionals in the room, the talent in this case, to figure the shit out and stop just needling each other through the media. It's entertaining as hell for us, but like they need to talk about it. And then you know who else needs to talk about it? They all need to talk to therapists about it. Because this is also another side of the when you started talking about the you know when you started your last point, I was like, everyone just needs therapy here because everyone sucks and everyone just like takes shots at each other needlessly because they're making assumptions on how someone feels about them and vice versa. Guess what helps figure that out? Good friggin' therapy. Good honest to God therapy can help you with this. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna get off the soapbox about therapy now. But point is there are a lot of things that need to be figured out. This is a professional company. This is a professional setting and they need something to, or someone to figure it out. And it's not going to be Dax with a bottle of that tequila this time around. You never know. Oh no. Punk doesn't drink. Punk doesn't drink. The the bucks don't really drink. Kenny though. I would love Kenny doing the, the two handed with the the bottle. (laughs) That would be funny. Some it's... of the best thing with missing tomorrow is a scrum. <laughs> Buddy, I'm already going to sit through one of those in Toronto. Not a, not a collision, but a forbidden door. I don't even know what the hell I'm going to do there. You should ask Tony some questions. I'll feed you some. Uh, some I have questions. some. I have some, some legitimate questions I do want to ask that are not like not, not shitty or baity or anything like that. All right. Ask me one of your Tony Khan questions. I'll, I'll answer it for you, Joel. Hold on, I gotta open up my my keep here. I keep it on a different phone now because I don't want people to hack into my. No, I just have it. Uh, one sec. My keep is also on all my other phones, so I don't know why I went to my old one. Um, I do. I do want to ask about the um, why they decided on Toronto and Hamilton in close succession for four televised events while making staggered announcements about Collision in the meantime and how that's affected their their sales. I think that's something that. They've, they've had to figure out, but uh, someone in the chat was actually talking about that the tickets, the ticket prices have come down and they are now doing uh, bulk rate tickets for Hamilton and Toronto, uh, which is great. But like, this has been a very contentious conversation uh, since they announced collision and had dynamite and forbidden door announced separately. So, okay. Ask your question. Ask your question. I don't, I don't want to ask the question right now. No, (laughs) ask it. No, because I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not in that. I'm not in the headspace to ask it, but that is essentially what I'm asking is like what went into the decision to announce Forbidden Door and Dynamite in Hamilton and Toronto. And then knowing that you had Collision coming, announce another set of TV tapings. So four tapings in succession uh, with, with markets that are very close by. That's the, the crux of, the, of, the, crux of the, the question. Well, Joel, that's a great question. We have great fans here in Canada, and we're very excited to bring Forbidden Door to Toronto. And we're very excited to bring this whole string of shows to Toronto. You know, we had the Own Heart Memorial Cup. Own Heart, one of Canada's greatest wrestlers of all time. We're very excited to show off the new talent in the Own Heart Memorial Cup and have just a great tournament for the fans here in Canada for the Own Heart Memorial Cup. Um, Kenny Omega, one of the greatest 
Canadian wrestlers of all time. He was a big part of all of these shows. We knew Kenny Omega was going to be a big part of all of these events, especially tonight with his match against Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door, one of the best matches I've ever seen. I thought it topped their Wrestle Kingdom match. It was honestly one of the greatest matches of all time. It happened right here in Toronto at Forbidden Door. And then, of course, Chris Jericho, a legendary Canadian wrestler, arguably the greatest Canadian wrestler of all time, maybe even one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Chris Jericho, he's been a huge part of Forbidden Door. He's been a huge part of Dynamite here in Canada. He's been a huge part of the Collision Show shows here in Canada. We were very excited to have Chris Jericho as part of this tour as well. We thought we felt very strongly about the Canadian market. We've always had good feedback in Canada. The Canadian crowds have been great. Every time we've come here, we've gotten a good reception from everybody here in Canada. So we're very excited to come to Canada for the entire summer. That was a great question. You know, it's more likely he's just going to throw Rafi Morphe. (laughs) Uh, uh, Shytown Spurs saying for anyone who's going to collision in Chicago, there's an amazing Italian bakery that does great subs called D'Amato's or D'Amato's, a five minute drive from the United Center. No muffins though. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, I will, I, I would like to go to D'Amato's. If someone wants to Uber eats me some D'Amato's to Toronto or D'Amato's, let's do that. Mm. Never had it. Good, good luck. <laughs> I'm looking for the chat that went with it. Oh, here we go. Uh, y Solibo sent to us uh, a very generous super chat. Thank you. And it came with a chat that I just lost. There we go. Uh, this is going to sound like gatekeeping, but there's a segment of the AW fan base that supported AW from the jump throughout the pandemic. It's hard to support someone, CM Punk, that crapped on that. And, and I think that's a very good point. We've discussed this, you and I, before, that Punk came in after shit was tough. And Again, in the media scrum, whether he misspoke or not, it's been dissected a million times. I'm trying to run a business. Well, what is the, is it the business of CM Punk or is it AEW is his business? He's bought in. Like what, what did you mean by that? And are you just kind of like self-serving? So what, what do you think about this comment from uh, Weiss Oliver? I've been saying this. Anybody can, I, look, I do a lot of shows. Nobody needs to go back and watch all of them. I've been saying this on a lot of different shows ever since all of this happened though that i think there is a sentiment within the elite yeah i don't know this for for certain or anything but i could see it that cm punk was a guy tony khan wanted from the very start he wanted cm punk from the start of AEW, and punk was like nope i'm gonna wait that out and I understand Punk's position. He's been burned plenty of times, I'm sure, by new promoter, a lot of money. Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. Like, I get where Punk was coming from on this. But he's like, I'm now let me go take this WWE backstage gigs. Okay, let me go do that. That I'm secure in. I'm, I'm going to wait on this AEW thing. Meanwhile, you've got the elite guys who jumped in, who went with Tony and were supportive of Tony and we're ready to, to go through this. And then they went through the pandemic together. They did all of that together. They survived all of that. They survived that first year, which wasn't even a full year before a pandemic. They, but they survived all of that. All the, the stories dropped. I was about to, yeah, I was about to say it's, 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 it's there. <laughs> okay. Do we have a link? Give me a minute. I'll see if I can is find it, it. Is it audio or... Uh... No, it's, it's it. on okay, okay. Bill, Bill just Pritchard, uh, Bill Pritchard just posted it. All right, so we've it's got from, it. It's from Mark Raimondi, as we expected. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. 
Should, should we read the whole thing? No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of uh, parse through it here. Uh, okay, while you no while public... you parse through it, just to get just to catch up for a sec, uh, yeah. Psychos better than Logan over on Twitch.tv/slash Fightful Gaming saying, "Back when men were men, we had a locker room court, which was always just unless you bribed the judge with beer." <laughs> <laughs> it's true, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I'm not, I'm not going to Hamilton, by the way. There's no way. <laughs> couldn't pay me enough. anytime i had to play a gig in hamilton wasn't going to hamilton i didn't want to go to hamilton so uh so here's the here is the article talking about muffins talking about all right here i'm gonna read i'm gonna read some quotes okay Please. so talking about kind of the his triceps injury and why he was removed and punk says i know pro wrestling is absolutely the most bizarre form of entertainment on earth but to me i treat it like a business and i treat it like the television show that it is so y'all haven't seen me since I won the belt. I'm coming back. Tune in to find out exactly what I have to say. I'm picking up right where I left off, which Collision basically does pick up right where All Out left off because Punk's back hasn't been seen since All Out. Andrade's back hasn't been seen since All Out. Miro's back hasn't been seen since All Out. Thunder Rosa advertised. She's been out since before All Outs. Um, so yeah, it is just kind of picking up where All Out left off. Um then he says he's 100%. He's physique, blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, rehab. It's a lot of writing and not so many quotes just now. Um, there is, okay, so there's comment about the worker rights stuff. According to Punk, Paige told him he said what he did because Punk had AEW wrestler and coach Colt Cabana fired from the company or at least tried to. Punk and Cabana had a very public falling out years ago before Punk arrived in AEW that included multiple lawsuits. Punk said he told Paige that was not true and that Cabana still worked for the company. Um, okay, Punk I got told- one. Here's a here's a quote from this whole thing from the from the Hangman match, if I may. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I proceeded, and I proceed to have what I think was a garbage match because I think I'm trying to protect myself on stuff instead of actually just working and trying to put on the best performance I can. I'm keeping an eye out. He, Hangman Page, chopped me in the mouth one time. And I'm just like, okay, did you do that on purpose? You chipped my tooth. And I'm like, all right, should I give him a receipt? It changes the dynamic. It poisoned everything for me. It made it all really, really ugly. And that was what set off all of this. And here we are over over a year later. And this shit, sorry, and this ain't... And, and ain't shit been done about it. That's a really awkward sentence to finish on. But yeah. Uh, things escalated after then he, there's press conference. Okay. Punk said he regrets about what transpired in, transpired in the media scrum and has since apologized to Khan for it. He said his and Khan's relationship is now great. The first thing I said to Tony when I sat down with him and spoke to him after it was, man, I'm really sorry. I put you in that position. Punk said, I apologize for the scrum, but when you watch that scrum, you're looking at a very, very frustrated guy who had told people that's not the first time he heard all of that. It's not the first time lawyers were told all of that. And I was just looking for something to be done and nothing got done. So if you want something done, right, you got to do it yourself. And I just didn't approach it in the right manner, but tension was high. I was very, very pissed. I pretty much knew what I had just to injure myself again. I was hurt. I was disappointed. Yeah, it's very easy for me to say I regret that I handled that wrong 100%. After Punk left the news conference, this is the uh, 
talk about the the altercation. Punk said he doesn't like saying no comment, but that we are trying to move past what happened that night specifically. I don't think what would ha- what happened was a big deal. This has happened in the last 10 months in hockey and basketball and baseball and just about every sport, and it's covered and gone the next day. I think because I have injured my tricep and been out for so long, I think it has been exacerbated. I think it's been exacerbated by the people spreading lies about the whole thing, and when in reality, my attitude is, well, shit happens. They talk about Omega on the <laughs> sessions, bless you. Uh, and um, they... they- he gives some thoughts on the Omega stuff. Punk said he had not had any conversations with Omega or the Jackson since the incident, although he has tried. He said that he has reached out. He has gotten, quote, messages from lawyers saying, do not contact this person. Punk said he is unclear whether those responses came at the request of legal representatives of Omega and the Jacksons or a third party. Confirming a lot of stuff that uh, had been reported on FIFA Select and other places. Now we are all... Rolling in the mud should have happened and has never been course corrected. I understand people want to say that, oh man, punk is a dick. Well, yeah, because I'm defending myself and I always defend myself and I'm open to have full blown fucking sit down powwow discussions with everybody about it, but it hasn't happened yet. It's not because my lack of trying. And then he starts putting over collision as expected says if i'm the poster yeah. boy, top guy whatever this is what people dream about you get put in a position like this and you know can't take the negative criticism personally i took i look at it like a challenge but as far as ticket sales for a saturday night compared and contrast i think it's a lot easier to move a saturday night ticket to a live event than it is on a work day on a wednesday so there's positives and negatives you know what i mean and i don't look at the negatives as these as, as these huge detrimental things i would venture to say that moving tickets on a saturday night is a little more difficult but good for punk for trying to put the the positive spin on it he's got a lot of things uh to deal with on a saturday versus a wednesday night in my opinion then he uh, yeah he just kind of talked about collision everything he said he never thought about retiring after all of this and there you go and then he closes with you know i don't know what i'm gonna say when i have the microphone i have a lot of things to get off my chest all right so all right it's out there right the the interview is now out there we're no longer speculating about what punk has or hasn't done or has or hasn't said the hangman comments are in there very much in there (laughs) yeah we we get why he feels a certain way about hangman and the brawl out comments are in there and he said he's reached out he's tried to make things right and he's being rejected by the bucks and omega and look if that's true i think that's when the the bucks and omega just got to be like we need to talk and hear him out again do i think there are some bad feelings on that side Yes, 100%. How could there not be after everything that was said and done? But that doesn't mean at some point, especially all these months later, you can't uh, meet with the guy in a, I would assume, a safe-ish environment with like Mega or Tony Khan or whoever. It's not just going to be, hey, meet me in the back alley uh, and let's hash this thing out type of thing. Um, You know, you, you meet with them in a... Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for here, Joel? Uh, with a mediator, whoever, somebody there. Chris Jericho, can, that's right. Yes, Chris Jericho. You meet with them with some third party, basically, a neutral third party, and you see what's up. You air out your grievances 
in that setting and maybe you find some common ground. And even if you don't find common ground, you at least get to say all the things you want to say. He gets to say all the things he wants to say, which I assume there's more. Maybe there's not. And and you try to move past it the best you can. I think, honestly, meet him in Temecula. Louis, is that a snotty dripping reference? If so, major pop. Um but yeah, you you meet all you you meet you settle things and you go from there. I I I don't think he came off bad in this interview at all. I, he addressed the things that you kind of wanted him to address. He talked about everything. He gave more clarity on certain things, and then yeah, this is where we're at. What are your thoughts, Joel? So I'm just rereading it. It looks like the third party investigation that was brought in or the investigator, they've completed that investigation. So whatever, whatever was no comment is now maybe going to start opening up a little bit because it's closed. It's completed. I don't know what that's going to mean in the long term, but it seems like Barry Bloom is the one who was declining to comment on the article on behalf of Omega and the Bucks. The Kenta stuff doesn't seem to be in here, or at least no. not that I'm seeing. Um, if that's the thing that they removed from this whole article, I'm they, very- you know what? And maybe they removed it because they don't have the match. You know, they were interested in the match, but if they can't deliver on that match, there's no reason to try to continue to sell this whole thing. Or, or maybe Kenta shows up at the end of Collision tonight, and we get a second CM Punk article with his thoughts on Kenta. Uh, on Sunday or Monday. And I think, okay, I'm seeing the, the chat react to this whole thing about, you know, this was the quote that was going to kill. Nobody said that this was going to kill AEW. Nobody ever said that the, like, this was the, this was it, or that these were so highly controversial that it was going to end everything. And nobody said that people took these, the one comments that, that Wade said that just like, it's going to start a, here we go again. And that's what it did. And it, and that's what this is because you do go read the article. Cause we always say, don't just, don't just read the headline, read the article. We're reading bits and pieces from it and kind of gathering what we get from it. But like, there is a lot of shit in here. There is a lot in here that I think when we read it again and have the silence, we'll realize like, yeah, he said, he said a lot of interesting and important things. And this isn't, you know, it, it, this isn't black and white, even though it's on the black and white screen. Uh, this isn't all black and white. This is one man's opinion and one man's experience is more more the, the comment I'm trying to make. It's one man's experience about what happened in the last eight months to him and uh, what, the last year and how it's impacted his life and how it's impacted AEW and what he has done in certain ways to rectify his his own wrongdoings. Nobody ever said this is it for AEW. The people who did say it are just bad faith actors being dickheads. Um, instead, focus on like what this really does mean for the the perception of the company. It's not going to kill anyone, but it's certainly going to make certain people, not a lot of people, but some people, think twice about whether or not this is something they want to promote, something they want to talk about, something they want to invest in, whatever it is. Like there, it does come with this with this article. So uh, I, I think a lot of people just want to use like heavy language just for engagement. I, I, that That's what bothers me more than anything. And that's why I go back to like what Wade said behind his paywall. It wasn't particularly awful. 
it was just, he was talking, he was talking like we talk and he just, and people decided to take that and make that like, you know, the sky is falling. Stop doing that. Cause even Sean was like, Oh shit. Now I got to report on what this is about, you know, and not to say that this became Sean's problem, but like it, it does sometimes force the hand of those who are reporting on it to, to dig a little deeper or at least get the story out before people kind of, you know, lose their minds over this whole thing. This article has a lot in it. I do implore you to read the whole thing um, because whatever we're saying here is just bits and pieces and we're just trying to put it together. So again, no, no one, anyone who's saying AEW is falling because of this is, is just bullshit. Um, there are some answers and then there are some questions still. The Colt Cabana thing will forever live as a question in people's <laughs> minds and they don't really address it here other than it happened, but maybe it didn't happen, but maybe it did happen, but they, they just go back and forth on it. So read the article. That's really what it comes down to. It's, you know, we, we hyped it up. A lot of people hyped it up. I don't know. I thought it was going to kill AEW or anything like that. Complete over-exaggeration. I give this article after all the hype and everything. I thought this was a five-star article. I, I honestly thought I'm doing sort of a, a match bit there, but for what I expected, for what I thought, <laughs> all right, the wife is popping me. Um, for what I expected, for what I thought, he talked about a lot more stuff than I thought he might. Like, especially the way basically everybody else has talked about this situation, right? Tony's no commented on everything. Omega said a little bit. The Bucks haven't said anything. Hangman hasn't said anything. It's been a lot of nothing said. Punk gives his side of the story on this. He gives, oh, I need to, uh, hold on. Um, yeah, he gives to, he, he gives his side of like, I apologize to Tony Khan. You know, I, I regret kind of how I handled the, the media scrum portion of it. I've tried to reach out to the elite and he gives his side of things. And I didn't really expect all of that out of this and he gives his side on the hangman stuff. And, you know, we, there's a lot of talk of like, Oh, is he gonna, is that going to get cut from this? article oh is punk in the right or wrong when it comes to the hangman stuff that's for whoever whoever side you're on you're, you're probably just going to be on that side right i think he's handled some of the stuff not great i think him explaining his mindset when it came to this it makes sense do i fully agree with like oh is hangman page going to shoot on him in the middle of this match and so he's got to have a terrible match because he was worried about that I think Hangman Page seems professional enough, but in Punk's mind, he doesn't think that after that comment. He doesn't think Hangman Page is professional. So I get why he was feeling the way he was feeling in that match. There's a lot to unpack. We're not going to be able to unpack it in 10 minutes of conversation after just reading it. There's going to be a lot of takes, a lot of differing opinions on it. Like you said, Joel, read the article, make your own conclusions, draw your own conclusions on it. But I do appreciate that Punk answered these questions. I, I think Mark Ramondi wrote the hell out of this article. He's great. Uh, I'm going to message him and try to get him on Monday's show. <laughs> Good idea. I'm down with um, that. Let's go. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but like, I, I think he did a great job with it. And it was, it was a good article. It 
we spent a good portion of this show talking about how Tony Khan gives no answers in all of these interviews he does. We get one CM Punk article and he gave some really great answers and he provided some clarity and yeah, he provided some more questions as well. And once again, let me, let me restate the fact that, you know, who's really ga- really great at promoting wrestling shows, the talent. So let the talent speak once in a while. You know, what's really funny about all this. We were supposed to talk about forbidden door, but we're going to, I guess, move a lot of that yeah. to next week's show instead. Cause we are well over the start of our overrun. Uh, <laughs> I was going to bring up, I wanted to bring up the, the, the Dominic Mysterio article. <laughs> the, uh, if you clap at a movie, you deserve to be put in a Cobra clutch. That's up there, by the way, with like yeah. pineapple on pizza. Okay. <laughs> that, that take and clapping as the flight lands. I just, I love this article and I love that uh, people are, people are, are biting and I, I, it's my favorite. So <laughs> good stuff. Sorry. I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's funny. Uh, this wasn't a Jeremy article. This was a, a, a Dominic tweet. Colin, it, oh, we did actually write an article. Uh, Colin tested Oh, I see. Colin right. did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Colin wrote the article on it. Colin's, Colin understands the game. I, mm-hmm. I've taught him well. He understands the game. And the more I can teach him the, these kind of things, the less I got to do of it. So, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I did promise a, a special guest at noon, and I haven't even sent this person the link yet because we had the CM Punk stuff to talk about. You know, what are what are you going to do? Um you're going to bury CM Punk. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Bury him and talk about the death of AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that this was care. <laughs> on the ESPN site, this is, uh, it's www.espn.com slash WWE slash story. <laughs> they just kind of, they don't have a wrestling centric URL. It's just WWE. Yeah. So they do, they do have a wrestling. They do actually, it's ESPN.com slash wrestling. Um, and the first, cm punk article like when he returned a couple years ago uh that was on the wrestling section and so i was like refreshing the wwe page and the wrestling page this morning to see which one it was going to appear on Um, so so this is all so it's all the shoots they screwed (laughs) up the spn they're gonna have to fix it yeah (laughs) that's how it works (sighs) joel pearl we have a special guest uh, I, I promised. Just... I promised uh, a special guest today. I promised a surprise. You knew who it was. You didn't know why he was here. Everybody else, you don't know who it is. You don't know why he's here. I don't know if he knows why he's here. Honestly, yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Uh, well, he's he's here because since last Wednesday, he's done Wednesday in the weeds, Thursday spotlight, Friday in the weeds, Monday in the weeds, Wednesday in the weeds, Thursday spotlight, six shows. Six shows in my place uh, while while I've been out, and if by chance I have more stuff to do next week in the coming weeks, I'm sure he will be filling in on that show as well because he is one of, if not the most reliable person in in wrestling media. Uh, he's one of the most harding hardest working people in wrestling media. Uh, he's he's super entertaining. He's he's super kind, and I, I put him over all day when it comes to just his work ethic and his his interviews, his writing, his personality on the shows. Um, but I largely want to put him over as a, a good friend, uh, someone who is just I can chat with, I can I can banter and nonsense chat with all the time. Um, but yeah, he he's a great friend, 
And I appreciate that he's done all the shows in, in my place over this past week. And I'm, I'm working towards stuff to, to, to keep him involved in, in other areas that I don't want to dive too deep into because I have no concrete plans on this. and I, I don't want to sound like a jerk if uh, it falls through. Um, but I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to do what I can for this man because I love this man. This man is uh, is like a brother to me. So the great, the lovely SP3 is here. How you doing, buddy? That was so lovely. That last part <laughs> saved me because I was about to come on here like all of that work. I still can't get a job at FIFA. I told you <laughs> this SRS Jimmy Van guys. They don't like me. Still won't give me a goddamn job. I'm the Black um, Rodney Dangerfield of wrestling media. I guess no respect. Nah, but you ruined it with that nice little bit. That was very nice. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> Look, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much because some stuff is over my head. I. I've got ideas and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to flesh them all out. I, I can't promise anything next week, two weeks, a month, two months. I truthfully can't. Please do not put that expectation out there. But I promise you, SB3, you, you know how much I love you and you know I'll go to bat for you on anything. Yeah. So I am, I'm trying uh, on, on certain things. So I'm, Hey, if we get him, can we bring Jimmy Macro over? <laughs> <laughs> oh look that would be fantastic yo he honestly. was he was when i told him that you put him over so much he was like he was like oh <laughs> he, was, he was he was like oh he was he was he was upset though that he wasn't he i told him all the guests that we had on wednesday and he literally said what joel said on the show and before we went live he was like that sounded like the blackest episode of Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> And that was legit. That was such a great episode. It was that was tons of fun on Wednesday too. Man. All yeah. all week, uh, having you having you with us, uh, SP three was just fantastic. I know I, I put you over on socials. I'll say it again here. Like y'all sleeping on SP three because he everything Jeremy said I echo one hundred percent. I think I, I said to Jeremy, I can't remember if this was before the show or during the show. I was like first episode. I was like, I know we've done stuff before SB three and I, but like we'd never done a, a format like this. So I was like, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know how it's going to work out. I know the chemistry is there, but I don't know how it's going to work. And, and it worked great. And then we did it more and more and, and our chemistry is still there. I was like, again, I just, I appreciate the hell out of having someone that I can so easily call on when Jeremy is unavailable. So thank you. That was again, so much fun. Yes. Just five Jews, bang bang Bill. We got we got bits. In, we in did. Week that we I did. watched. So we were we were driving back uh, to Ohio on Monday, and you know the anonymous GM bits. We we had it on in the car, and I was telling the wife, I was like, just message Joel everything that that I want to get through. And Joel, you did a great job turning it into the anonymous uh, GM bit on there. But I was like, just imagine. So I did listen to the show on Monday. We were driving. I, I of course, listened to the, the Darius Carter interview. Um, and, and I, you know, I appeared on, I popped on the show last Friday and then popped on Spotlight on Thursday. So I caught bits and pieces of certain shows, did watch the, the entire show on, on Monday. And look, I know how good sp3 is there is there is a reason there is a reason why when things changed with this channel and it became overbooked the first message this is no joke by the way i talked to joel a little bit and we tried to figure things out and figured out what we were going to do as far as 
coming on and rebranding and everything. But as far as like, for me, my content portion of this, no lie, the first message I sent was to SB3. And I didn't want to do wrestling though. I was like, hey, do you want to do a basketball podcast? You, like, you legit say you do enough wrestling. Let's do a Yeah, we both podcast. do so much wrestling. Like we both do you so do. much wrestling. And I was like, I want to do basketball. I got a message SB3. Like this is who I know I can just banter about basketball for uh, for however long we're going to banter about basketball. And that SB3, look at this transition, is actually why you're here today. Because we've not done FMC over the past couple of weeks as I've been out. I've been happy not about that about... because of the results. <laughs> I've been happy about that because of the results. Because we've I will say it about... here, Jeremy was right. Jeremy was Wait, correct. Wait, no, 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 no. I don't want it. No, wait. We've not talked about a very important happening in the world of basketball. And I apologize for the length of this video. First time I'll ever apologize for length. But this must be played. This must be on record for everybody to see, honestly, why I'm the greatest. <laughs> I'll bring him back because he'll, he'll, he'll want to ridicule my pick. When I pick the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship, the Denver Nuggets, Jokic, I'm going, see, everyone wants to go with the safe picks like the Bucks and the Warriors because they've been here and everything. At some point, we get a new team in this mix. The, the, The Nuggets, they got cohesion. They got the chemistry. They got Jokic. They got a core that's been there, that's been through the trials and tribulations together. They get over the hump. Denver Nuggets, 2023 NBA champions, just like the Stanley Cup 2022 Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, Denver, baby. Oh, there we go. Let's ride. Let's here ride, Denver. This, this I'm not like, That's my Yeah, he's trolling. He's trolling. A little bit. A, a little, little bit of Because this is on record. I'm not going to troll bit. like if I troll on Twitter, I'll troll on Twitter, but I'm not going to troll on this show. I truly believe in the Nuggets. I truly believe what I'm saying. Because I, I, you, I, you can go with chalk stuff, Warriors, Bucks, sure. But like it happens every year. So, there's some crazy thing that happens and a surprise team comes up. We We're shall see. see. Jokic is a great player, top eight in the league. Um, but I don't see the Nuggets even making it past the second round. I don't see in, in the in the playoffs that didn't count to you was the only time they made it far into the playoffs. So I have no other history that can tell me otherwise that I should be confident that they're going to make it to the NBA to the Western Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. Like I don't know what you're smoking this morning, smoking on that Jokic pack. That's what yeah. I'm going to be smoking on at the end of the year. Man. I'm going to be smoking on that Jokic pack when he's eliminated from That's the playoffs. That's what you're going off history. Let me let me say what I what I what I've seen in the past. No, you got to be forward thinking. You got to be light years SP3 and you're not light years. That's why that's the difference between us. You're just looking at the history of things. You got to be whoa, you got to be whoa. one step ahead. What pack are you smoking on? Now, June 16th, 2023, SP3, what happened when Nikola Jokic got out of the second round? 
top eight player, Nikola Jokic. What happened when he got out of the second round, SP3? Huh? What happened? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, my headline below my name says that wasn't me and or under the influence I was. Um, Jeremy was right. Jeremy was correct. Uh, I am I am smoking on the Jimmy, the playoff Jimmy, the Jimmy buckets pack right now because Jeremy was right. I, I, I gave you I gave I'm giving you all these praise, all these praise. Yes, he's smoking on the SP3 <laughs> pack right now. That's what he is. He, 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 he unearthed. He unearthed our season preview <laughs> footage just to play on here. At oh, the dumbest oh. request by me when I was right to play to play back the footage. He never did it, but when he's right, he can do it. He don't yeah. want to play back. He don't want to play back our 2022 preview when I called the Warriors going to win that You go cut that no, podcast no, no. up. No, no, no. You go no, cut no, that no. up. He, I, I put I work have, to cut this up. I don't have access. I don't have access to this fightful. Uh, you don't have access to YouTube. Yeah, you gotta go it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. Download the video, damn it! Yeah, just download. Download. I don't have I access did. to upload it and play it here. This is this this man. He's using. You send it to me. I'll his, do it. His, oh no, you won't. Oh no, you won't. All you will do is retweet. All you will do is retweet what I posted up. But yes, Jeremy was right. You got it correct. You were you were you were spot on. You were laughed at. You were ridiculed, and you overcame. You overcame, and like Nikola Jokic, you deserved a day off. You deserved a day off after the parade, even though even though all of this. See, see, he's just like the Denver Nuggets. He can't he can't just be right. He just can't be right and take his W and go home. He's still I'm living rent free in his head, like like the Los Angeles Lakers is living rent free in the Denver Nuggets head at the parade. At the parade. Oh, he came in the son of a coach, and now he's the Lakers' daddy. <laughs> it's your parade. Be happy. Y'all still mad? Y'all still mad? We still talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. We still talk about the Los Angeles Lakers on the week that the Denver Nuggets won a damn championship. They still talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. And y'all still mad? We living rent-free in those Denver Nuggets head. Just like I, my my laughing and ridicule of Jeremy's prediction is living rent-free in his head. You hold on to that. Yeah, yeah. J- a fellow Jeremy, get the brooms out for the Los Angeles Lakers. Because uh, that's what happened. That's what happened when Jokic got out of the second round. He faced the Lakers in the conference finals and didn't lose a single game. To Peel, I was so excited to clip that. By the way, when I when I went back and watched it, I didn't realize your top eight Jokic pack second round. I forgot you had said all of that. I was so excited to include that portion. I was just going to make it about like my victory lap of like, I'm picking the nuggets. Here's what's happening. I remember Nick accusing me of trolling. Like I've ever trolled in my life on any show ever. Never, never, never. not me. I remember that I completely forgot your Jokic pack thing. I was like, oh, this is going to hit so much better with these comments. Uh, that's why you're here, SB3. Joel Joel thought SB3 might just be on, oh, let's talk more wrestling with SB3 to rap. No, this oh, is no, an FMC exactly crossover what, Oh, week. no, I, I knew exactly what I was walking into, okay? 
I, I, I ain't born yesterday, buddy. I knew this one. <laughs> See, we, but we, what we really need to do now, Jeremy, is on FMC, we need to have the seven up bets since another show that had a famously over the top Laker LeBron fan, black guy, and with, with a, with a, with a white man who's a lot nicer than that other white guy. Uh, they, they don't do seven up bets anymore because they're no longer a team. We need to have seven up bets. We need to have, I'll deliver it from the, the local, the, I'll order it from the local Ohio seven up place or whatever drink you drink. We need to have those type of bets where I get you, you know, to pack. Like pepper. All right. We'll, we'll do something yeah, I'll get, like I'll get you a Dr. Pepper pack. We're already, I owe you a we're, I owe you a Dr Pepper pack for your Denver Nuggets for your Denver Nuggets winning. <laughs> See, I'm calling them your Denver Nuggets. It's ridiculous. It's we, ridiculous. We've already got we got our penis trophy. We got our penis trophy bets with the great Cher Delaware, where she has a penis trophy on her uh, desk. <laughs> We, Hasn't we been do. a good year for me. Hasn't been no. a good year. I, lo- I lost the Challenge World Championship. I lo- <laughs> my Lakers lost in the playoffs. The Denver Nuggets of all teams. Of all teams. Of all teams. Like, I didn't tell you it was going to happen. Like, I didn't tell you it was going to happen. SB3. Listen at, to at me. Le- at least it's not the Suns. At least it's not fair. That <laughs> <laughs> was just trolling Ace Shock. <laughs> Oh, all right, Joel. Thanks for being a good sport. And as we talk basketball, if everybody, if anybody wants more basketball talk uh, from SB3 and I, we do FMC every Tuesday. We should be back this Tuesday, assuming my travel works out how it needs to work out. We'll be back talking. Louie, uh, this is a this is an announcement, by the way. Louie's going to join us on Tuesday uh, to talk uh, draft stuff. He sent me some really good draft profiles, so he's going to join us to talk uh, some NBA draft because that's next Thursday. So that's FMC. Um, all the other shows, Joel, I'll let you plug. But SB3, you can also plug stuff. Do we need to talk about anything else? No. Uh, John, Mar- John Morant got suspended 25 games while the yeah. show was going. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, oh. yes, he came in and everything. Yeah. Yes, oh, he, right then. Yes. He got suspended in 25, 25 games, which I just put out a tweet of Nick Nick Diaz saying, I'm not surprised because <laughs> you're either going to fall on one side of the spectrum of you think it's too light, you think it's correct. I, I am rooting for John Morant. I am rooting for somebody to be the Vin Rames in Baby Boy and take the gun away from Tyrese. Take the gun away from Tyrese. One of his friends need to do that to him. Take that gun away. You don't need to have the Glock shooting up the block. You don't have to come with the crew. None of that. I, I hope that this is the, the path to a great comeback next season. But, yes, he got suspended 25 games. That's the only other NBA thing going on right now. That's the now, only but... other important news that came out on ESPN over the last hour. Yes. Exactly. Yes. No, no one else. Yes. No. <laughs> None about that other guy. That was anticlimactic. You gave it five stars. It must have been in the Tokyo Dome. If it was in – if it was in uh... – <laughs> If it was at the world's famous arena, Madison Square Garden, would have gave it three and a half. Three and a half. It was no, it was well done by uh by Mark. Mark did an excellent job with the interview, with the article, five star writing, but the interview itself and what Punk gave us, eh, three and a half. It was it wasn't it wasn't the hype that I, that it was worth. I don't think it was worth all that. When you release your star ratings for Collision. At the end, whatever you do, that. can you please just include that? Oh, that would be great. I'm putting that CM Punk versus ESPN three and a half. 
I'm literally going to write it. it in my notes. I'm going to put it, it in my star rating notes right now. <laughs> I am all <laughs> Oh, okay. SV3, plug your stuff and we're going to get out of here. Thanks for having me back on. I made a whole week of five shows with In The Weeds. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate all the love, all the support, all the kind words from both of you gentlemen, everyone in the chat. Appreciate y'all as well. And you can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. I'll be going live in about 30 minutes with Miss Chrissy Love reviewing Dark Side of the Ring, the Graham Dynasty episode. Probably the saddest episode of Dark Side of the Ring since the last of the Von Erics. I did not know as much as I know now about the Graham family. So we'll be talking about it. Bring your tissue. We'll have, But we'll have a good time talking about it as well. So join us at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time over there and the true hill heat flagship podcast i'll be back with another fightful brother my my uh spinner mason to my jimmy brooks steven jensen is going to be on true hill heat hey. at 1105 a.m eastern time tomorrow so check us out for that love it fightful overbooked we drop content every single day later on if you're watching live right now uh at 3 p.m eastern you're going to have Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. I had a brain fart. Blue screen, as Crest of the Star would say. Uh, and of course, our interviews always come around and drop with our content. Every single day we're dropping stuff. Just, just follow the channel. If you haven't left a thumbs up yet, go ahead, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe, tap the bell, get your notifications. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, everyone on the screen right now is a daddy. Happy Father's Day to all of those out there who are, uh, who are fathers, who are father figures who are in our lives as those people that we love and look up to. Um, I hope that it is a wonderful weekend for everyone. Jeremy and I are back on Monday and we're looking forward to seeing you and getting in the weeds after a very busy weekend. Looking forward to it. Ladies, and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.